0: The Max Level podcast for August 5th, 2019 is brought to you by Level Down Games. Check us out over at leveldowngames.com for the latest reviews and brand new episodes of both Max Level, a video game podcast every Monday, and BG Mania, a video game music podcast every Wednesday. On with the show. The following episode has been paid for by the New World Order. Wait a second. No, it hasn't. This is Max Level. This is Level Down Games. I
1: need to make like a like a 30 second phone call at 8am by the way.
2: What? You got to like tell them to launch the missiles or something? Like what's? Just got to put in the codes that's all. All right, all right. I
3: got <clears throat> No. 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 No.
0: Something that's not funny, I don't know if you guys actually saw this, but I kind of put it in Discord last night when I came across it. And it's actually breaking news as of the past 12 hours. But the Entertainment Software Association really fucked up. (laughs)
2: What do they do? What do they do?
0: (laughs) They really, really, really fucked up Um, on the E3 website. They had an unprotected document that anybody could access. And it's been up since E3 and it has all of the information for journalists and influencers that applied for E3 on that document.
3: Brilliant! That's smart,
0: and that's, it's, that's good. It's like, it's all their personal information. Like it's, it, I'm not gonna go into it because out of respect, obviously, I, I'm glad that I didn't actually apply for E3 this year because I don't wanna be on there. Like I don't want my information on there. So I'm really, really, really glad that I didn't apply us for E3 this year. You're already on a list. I'm sure I am. (laughs) That list is a whole lot worse
4: than this one. But I (laughs) I feel terrible, though, for
0: everybody that's actually on that list. I really, really do. Like, that's unfortunate because... Why? Do you think
4: people are going to do anything bad with that information? I don't think so. I guarantee somebody will. Yeah, man, they will. They're going to try. This is what happens. People
0: are inherently good. No, they're not. No, they're not. Oh, jeez Louise. No, they're not. Especially not on the internet where anonymity can be a thing.
2: You know who I feel bad for is all of the girls on that list who are, like, personalities that are, like, you know semi cute because you know they're going to get bombarded by creeps dude well i think that um, anyone that obviously the list
0: is you know for anyone that actually attended e3 or applied to e3 and it's there was only like i think if i remember seeing the story on twitter uh i actually saw shinobi talking about it shinobi 602 on twitter which is how i actually found out about it but they it's like 2000 deep And E3 is attended by (laughs) over like 60,000 people. So it's not everybody that was at E3 because I don't think that, you know, everyone that attends needs to apply. You know, certain people apply for their companies and then you just get an X number of badges. But anyone that actually applied, I, I think it's imperative that you do what you can to protect your information. Change your phone number, first of all. But other than that, like, I don't know. I mean, you can't really, you can't just move unless you have the funds and you really don't care about it that much. But uh, it, it's unfortunate, man. I, and I do think that this is going to be a major thing over the next few weeks because this isn't just affecting the U.S. This is also affecting European places because, you know, people travel overseas to go to E3 all the time. And this is in breach of that new law over in Europe the uh what is it the
2: gdpr or whatever the hell it's called am i gonna have to google this right now is this gonna get me like gdpr what's this gonna be the general data protection regulation it went into
0: effect in 2018 and it's the reason that all these websites now like when you go to them they have to have that pop-up bar that says hey we collect information we have uh, you know, oh, we, we do, do we store we cookies. cookies. Yeah. yeah like yeah, any yeah. anytime you see that pop up, it's because of the GDPR and WordPress had to update and all that kind of stuff. And this is a major uh, infraction against that. And European companies can technically take legal action against the ESA. And I think potentially whoever regulates the GDPR can as well, because basically what it means is that you are. Supposed to get a reasonable expectation of privacy online, and well, this
2: because is that, a great blessing for those people. Then, because now they're going to get a good lawsuit on their hands and yeah, will I think that's it. And like I know for a fact I remember
0: seeing this again, it was on Twitter, but violators of um, you know of the GDPR stuff, like if you actually leak information or if something goes wrong, I think it's like an automatic fine of like twenty million euros, which is not yeah, a small say, amount how, of money. How many freedom dollars is that? I don't know. I don't know what it converts to in US, but That's like seventy five franc dollars though. <laughs> that's a lot of money. Yeah, I, don't wow. know what, I don't know what it converts to I mean... in US dollars anything like this should be illegal for obvious reasons privacy needs It's to 22, be protected and... 22 million us dollars okay yeah
1: i mean uh-huh. privacy needs to be protected and it's it's a shame that we live in a world where everything is kind of stored digitally obviously i don't think that e3 or the or the people behind this had any sort of malicious intent to it i think that it was whoever hacked in and
0: took it or you know it, it wasn't it, a hack. Obviously. it wasn't a hack it was well, literally right, right. you it went you went you went to right? their website and you could just download the list like you just click on it and get it like it was it never should have been on there in the first place well, I, somebody I messed hope up it
1: wasn't malicious intent from whoever accidentally made that mistake uh, hopefully it was accidentally and a mistake but uh this is i mean that's that's terrible you know i i i've been i've been part of leaks before when it was equifax you know when they had so many people all their information was leaked that was two million people or something like that got affected by that leak which is scary but you're part of a much larger crowd this was how many did you say two thousand
0: roughly two thousand yeah
1: that is not very many that is a small list of people and if and if some psychopath does decide to single people out and start targeting individuals on that list, you have a pretty high shot of being one of the individuals targeted, which, you know, it, 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 it'll make you think if you want to register for, you know, another convention from a company who makes That's actually, I've
0: seen a lot of people talking about that exact statement you just made. Like, is this going to affect E3 next year? Because if a lot of journalists or influencers or websites choose not to register because of this, whatever happened, Uh, a lot of advertisers and stuff may not go there. You know, they may not go. A lot of companies may not go because there's going to be no journalists there to show their games to anyway. Like this could honestly be the death of E3. It could be like it could lead to the downfall. We talked
1: about the death of E3. We just had no idea. We did
0: this. Well, yeah, we had no idea that it would be because of their own fault and their own, you know, (laughs) stupidity of of keeping an unprotected document on their website.
2: Well, we we knew that they were already effing it up by changing the admission and Oh, yeah, it should have never been public in the first place. But
0: I I think that I think the big reason that this is such an issue is because of the whole culture that exists online about gamers and Gamergate and how stupid people are when it comes to gaming, like accessing people's personal information that are journalists, because, you know, there's such a negative connotation out there about journalists now and about the media for gaming because of uncalled for and stupid reasons like oh oh, you know they're paid off to write reviews and give no we're not first of all we're not we make zero money off of a company giving a code to do a review they they're not paying us for positive press and, and I don't know that anyone that actually gets paid for positive press, if it's ever happened. And I'm sure it's happened in the past. There's been stories of it happening, but it always usually comes out. It's not a common thing, though. But there's a lot of people out there that think every review is funded by a company to get positive press. And that's just not the case. But, you know, there's websites dedicated to finding out and, quote unquote, doxing people that are in the industry because of reasons like that and i think that's why it's such an issue because now you have an entire list of all of this information for two thousand plus people and it is a big deal yeah (laughs) it's
2: not it's 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 not good it's it's not good i don't i don't know how else to tag into that man i can't give you a hot tag because you left to dudes laying in the ring it's going to be something that i think that we'll need to
0: keep an eye on over the next few weeks though and just keep keep our ears to the ground because I, i especially with the gdpr stuff I want to see what comes of this, because I do think that something is going to happen because of this. Someone's going to try to take legal action. So we'll have to uh, we'll have to wait and see what it ends up being. But if you didn't know, this is Max Level, a weekly video game podcast brought to you by Level Down Games. For those just joining us, welcome home. Max Level is a breakfast powwow between four friends wrapped up in an all purpose gaming show. On today's episode, we'll touch on the fact that Ninja has left Twitch and is now streaming exclusively with Mixer and how crazy this actually is. We'll also continue to go in-depth with Fire Emblem Three Houses, and we all had a chance to sit down and check out the Blackout Club over the past week, and we have some thoughts. Later on in the show, we'll play a game centered around Gamescom 2019 as we get closer and closer to the event, and of course, all the latest happenings tied up in the weekly wrap-up. I'm your host, Brian, and joining us this week, we have Frank. What up? Let's go! Over in the sound booth. He is on fire this morning with several new sounds and just all around fun. It's Sean.
3: Today woo, I've got the style and profile like never before. Woo!
0: That's right, baby. <laughs> 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 never know what to expect from you. Never know. Never know what's gonna happen. You're always nope, uh, nope. always a, uh, always a bundle of joy. And, and just you never know. You gotta do it.
2: We also have Kyle this week.
1: Good morning, Brian. Good morning, Brian. Good, morning Brian. good morning, Sean. What's we're up, all here. Dog? We're
2: all here. It's, it's about going to time. be a great episode. It's about oh, time. I missed your call at 7:33. I'm so sorry. <laughs>
0: oh, that's okay. I just wanted to chit chat. We were, you know, we were just trying to see if you were attending the recording or not. You know, we were just trying to make sure you were awake.
2: <laughs> you know, I, I am on chump status today. I, I did wake up late, so that's okay. That's okay. That's okay. That's okay.
0: Uh, special Sorry. shout out to Dance with the Dead for allowing us to use their music for our content. Everyone absolutely needs to go check these guys out and support their music. They can be found on Bandcamp, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, pretty much everywhere. Check them out. You will not be disappointed. Don't forget Whoa. to head on over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to us and leave that five-star rating interview so we continue to climb the charts in terms of search results. All right, I kind of alluded to this a few seconds ago, but I do want to start off by talking about What I think is crazy enough, one of the biggest stories to hit over the past seven days. And that is the fact that Ninja is no longer streaming on Twitch. Uh, This shocked to, I think, pretty much everybody. But Microsoft is paying Ninja a hefty amount of dollars. And obviously, this was not I I according to. I think it was venture beat that actually ran a story where they think they figured out how much it was. $50 million. Okay. Dude. So like i is getting
1: paid. Right.
0: I heard 20 or 30 right off the bat, but $50 million. Yeah, That's a venture, lot of money. I, I think, I think it was venture beat. I can't, I could be mistaken on where I saw it, but I did see an actual major website run a story where they, they pretty much have determined how much the, the deal was worth. And it was upwards of a right around 50 million to move to
2: mixer dude so check this out i actually i caught this story uh before his first mixer show i was gonna say as it was happening and this is crazy and and i'm huge into streaming i i love the business side of it i I love everything about it it's so fascinating to me so i decided that i was going to tune into his very first mixer show i even like took my break at work right when he goes on and i downloaded mixer and i got in and i got my first like two months free sub to him. That's what the they are right still now. doing. They are still doing yeah. that. So uh, he had 80,000 viewers on Mixer. It, the entire Mixer community was blowing up about this. People were putting captions in their their game titles saying, welcome to Mixer Ninja. Like this is a huge deal for the Mixer. No, I, this I don't is, know
0: this if is, people this is get a major money get. for
2: pimping him, but
3: it's insanity
0: think that they do or would maybe Microsoft is giving some sort of incentive to do that. I don't think they really need to because I don't think nin- so. nin- Ninja is bigger than everybody on on Mixer combined. Uh, yeah. Mix, you know, Mixer is definitely the the smaller sibling of Twitch. There's not nearly as many people on there, but this Is going to definitely drive a lot more people to potentially go to Mixer, at least sign up and make an account and maybe toy around with streaming on there in the future. But it's definitely going to drive account signups.
2: No, yeah, it's not bad, dude. I actually like Mixer a lot. So to post like a emote, you just have to like pay a little bit of their little credit. So it's like imagine you have bits, right? And then you pay like 10 bits to po- to post a GG emote or something in there. So that's kind of cool. I think the thing that kind of blows about that is I haven't seen, because I'm new to it, I haven't seen where you can have exclusive emotes for the channel. I think you can. I think, I think that's think you a still big can. draw for Twitch. You know, I, I gotta I got to play around with that more.
0: Well, I think I even saw like if you, because you get, like you mentioned, you get a free sub to Ninja for the first month if you sign up. Uh, I I want to say that there were when upon signing up like ten or twenty custom emotes that you get for just doing that. Yeah, I'm I'm in Mixer right now. I'm gonna see if I can. So I think that that was a thing. But I know that I was reading an article that was on Polygon.com, and it sounds like Microsoft is actually being very strategic about this, and they're doing this for a reason. They want to drive interest back into their product. They want to drive interest in not only Xbox Scarlet, but gaming on PC, but specifically with Halo Infinite. And the reason that they targeted Ninja and were willing to pay so much money is because, you know, he has his roots in Xbox and his roots with Halo Like before he was big with Fortnite, he actually had a smaller YouTube channel that you can still go back and see several videos. I mean, they have, you know, millions of billions of views now because of who he is, but he used to play nothing but Halo. And I think that they're trying to get back to that. I don't think that he's going to be streaming. I don't know what he what he streamed on his. Was it
2: Fortnite? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, He did it from Lollapalooza. He he literally had like a live audience, and he was like hyping him up. Okay, that's actually kind of cool. But uh, I like I like what you're saying because it. It does play to what Mixer is all about. There are PlayStation people active in chat. There are Xbox people active in chat. It shows who they are. It shows a little icon next to what platform they're on. Um, all of the emotes and stuff, as you gain a viewer level, like I guess you can level up as a viewer. You, get you can. I think emotes. you can get up to
0: 99. I think you can get up to level 99.
2: It's a cool platform. I honestly, I I prefer Twitch more just because I like the formula better. I I don't think that supporting Mixer as a whole necessarily translates to directly supporting the streamer. And I want to directly support the streamer. And so that's why I'm kind of like on the fence. I I like the individuality that Twitch brings. But at the same time, I think that Microsoft is going to be able to beat the pants off of Amazon as far as from a technological standpoint and having the uh, the integration with their systems and games on Mixer. I think that Mixer is kind of like a What we would expect from Stadia to a degree with the YouTube integration. So if the industry is moving that way, I would like to see Amazon actually step up. And when they come out with their gaming system or games, period, put some integration in for Twitch, that's actually meaningful. But, yeah, you know, Twitch also Twitch also is on the bad side of me right
3: now.
0: I think Microsoft Microsoft is going to be the only company that can give anybody a run. Microsoft's the only company that can give anybody a run. I mean, you know, you look at all the the negative press that Google Stadia has been getting because it's not what it should have been. Uh, Amazon's still, you know, reluctant to release anything. Microsoft has counters and answers for everything like they're they, they literally have their hands in every single basket.
2: But something that no one else is talking about is, guess what Sony is running on? Microsoft Azure. Yeah, so no, they're, like, they're, they're running on that stuff stay, now. Yeah, absolutely. They've got the potential to include Sony in this, and it benefits Sony. It really does. I mean, Sony gets nothing for being on Twitch. Nothing. But at least on Mixer, they can have some input and control. So I, I kind of am excited to see what Mixer can do moving forward, especially... With this new generation of consoles coming out, might might see something big happen. I don't know. I might have to start a Mixer stream. Mixer might have a, a bigger presence on PS5, Xbox Scarlet for sure
0: over Twitch. Kyle, does this make you want to start Mixer? Not at all. Uh, I don't.
1: I don't trust Microsoft a whole lot in terms of their ability to innovate on something that is already done well. And Twitch, for the most part, and Twitch has its problems. And I'll tell you. Right away, you know, as a Twitch streamer, and every Twitch streamer I know definitely has a lot of beef with Twitch, uh, in some of the some of the way that they run things, but it works and it's popular and really is the best option right now if you if you do want to catch a stream or start a stream. Twitch is the best way to go. Microsoft has always been a little bit behind the curve in trying to catch up to other people's ideas. in a a lot of different fields. Remember, I mean, Windows tablets, Surface tablets have never reached the popularity that any other tablets have. Windows phones were a horrible failure. The Microsoft Zoom was a horrible failure. The social media networks that they've tried to start have been terrible failures. And so this kind of seems like, and it kind of smells the same to me, where Microsoft has done so many good things. All of us are on Windows right now, you know, We've we all play games on Microsoft machines and and we're here talking about, you know, the Xbox Scarlet, which is going to be an amazing machine. They make amazing games. But this I don't know. To me, this kind of feels and Mixer's been around for a while and just really hasn't caught a lot of steam. Fortnite is on its way down. Ninja is not the top streamer on Twitch anymore. And this this kind of seems like a late grab for popularity, like a, a last ditch effort, maybe. I don't know about a last ditch effort. We'll see if they have anything else up their sleeve. But it kind of seems like a, you know, a, a shot in the dark from Microsoft to try to pull some popularity over To mixer i think that ninja's audience is going to hurt from this not that he cares if he made 50 million dollars right he does he He probably does he
0: i mean he cares but he cares about his
1: audience but you know he wants long-term success but you know he got a paycheck for it
3: damn straight
1: yeah this is going to hurt his audience i think it's going to hurt his overall presence on the gaming scene and i don't think you were going to see twitch go much of anywhere at all twitch like i say twitch works and we're creatures of comfort if something works and it continues to work and we have no incentive to leave that for something
0: else i don't know why we would the only thing with twitch is that it only works for one thing it only works for streaming like you've seen Amazon and Twitch try to go the route of being like a replacement for YouTube when all the YouTube stuff was happening and with Google and they, you know, they they were trying to, you know, there needs to be a YouTube alternative. There needs to be this. There needs to be that. And then they up they decided on Twitch, you could have premieres and, and upload videos to your Twitch channel and nobody cared. <laughs> nobody cared and <laughs> nobody really did it. It only works as a streaming like. No you know, service and that's what it should be. But I think that Microsoft could take a chunk out of Twitch's audience by doing this. And I think that they will, um, you know, there are a lot of people that, still do watch Ninja on a day-to-day basis. There are, he, you know, he does have his dedicated fans still, even though he was on a slight decline on Twitch. This could, because as as Sean was saying, you know, there, there were people that literally planned their day to catch uh, Ninja's first stream on Mixer. If I'm not mistaken, his stream on Mixer had more concurrent viewers than he did when he was streaming Fortnite on Twitch. I remember yes, seeing a story huge. on that.
2: All all Microsoft has to do is change the compensation game. That's that's all this is. It's now a streaming war. It's it's exactly what people wanted out of Twitch for the longest time. And Kyle, you're familiar with this as a streaming talent. The compensation out of Twitch is kind of a joke. I mean, they get literally half of everything that you do besides donos. If you set up donos through like, you know, an alternate account or whatever, right? So to me, all they have to do is legit just change how they compensate talent. And you might see a lot more people jump ship than you think. It doesn't have to be this huge deal. It's kind of like the Epic Store versus Steam. That's exactly what I was gonna say. Everyone thought Steam was this big bad A that was never going to be touched. And then Epic comes in and blows the freaking mind off people. And yeah, it's a slow roll right now, but they're grabbing big games on Epic and they're actually making sales. So to me, that's what's exciting about Mixer is let's have some variety and some competition and make Twitch actually think about what they're doing. Because to me, it's a little ridiculous to take half of what a streamer's doing or... Even if you're a better streamer and you got like the 70-30 split like some of them do. I still think it's a joke. They're making way too much money off of these people. I don't know. Brian, what do you think? You got donos and stuff and bits and stuff on Steam or uh, Twitch. What do you think? I don't exactly know how it works on
0: Mixer. Now, that I, I, am, I am slightly ignorant to that, but I think that if it works the same Or even close to the same. I don't think that there's much of an issue. I don't think that there's really anything different. I don't know. I think that I've considered and I think that. All right. Here's actually what I think. Let me let me let me say this. Let me let me take it back a second because I finally got my thoughts in place after what you just said. Twitch. (laughs) it, it took me a second, but I got it now. Twitch is oversaturated. There are so many people trying to stream on Twitch. You look at Kyle, who started a Twitch stream at the beginning of this year and, you know, struggles to get. 15 to 20 concurrent viewers on a night to night basis whenever he's streaming. But you have your streamers that have been doing it for five, six, seven years since Twitch has really been a thing since they've been out there doing it that, you know, some of them are even struggling to get over a hundred concurrent viewers. You have to be kind of almost lucky and in the right place at the right time to be successful on Twitch. There are certain parameters you can, I guess, exploit to, Try to speed that along or try to game the system, but it's it's hard to do and it doesn't usually work out in the end. Mixer doesn't have a lot of streamers on their platform. They have some. Yeah, but they don't have a lot. But I've noticed recently that whenever people want to start a new stream, whenever they do something they tend to have more success on Mixer than they do on Twitch because it's easier to find new streamers on Mixer. If you go to mixer.com and look at the top streamer list, like the top streams, you only get four or five rows down and you're already in the double digits. You could never yeah. do that on Twitch. So it's a lot easier to find new streamers on Mixer. The fact that Ninja now is on Mixer is going to drive a lot of potential new people to catch these streamers that otherwise would have never had that audience. So I think that you actually are going to see a lot of people over the next several weeks and months try to jump on the the Mixer wagon and try streaming on there because of the fact that now with Ninja on there, you have 80,000 plus new people that weren't on there before watching streams. And again, it's easier to be discovered on Mixer. So there might be a better chance for success.
2: I think what's funny is that I went and checked out Mixer after I read about this and I actually cruised around some of the games and decided to actually check out the app and see what lineup was on there. And I think the problem is that you're getting Mixer saturated with Ninja's audience, which is pardon me for saying so, a bunch of nobodies, Okay, (laughs) And I'm not trying to be rude. Losers. They they have no money. They're kids. They they have their mom's money. So yes, that's a powerful audience to grab as a demographic. But they're not the people who are going to come in and bankroll someone. So to me, the 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 big donos and stuff like that aren't coming. But as far as numbers and volume and popularity, yeah, Mixer has taken a spike, and so I think that's what this is. It's just a big PR advertising get, and and that's fine. But what would be interesting for Mixer from a financial standpoint and really what it comes down to is streamers going over there is if people with money are going to start being part of the common audience for Mixer. Right. So that's that's kind of my concern moving forward. I I would love to see that. I'm trying to actually look up how they compensate their their people now because um, you can use what's called Sparks. We talked about that. You get Sparks for signing up for Ninja and you can use the Sparks on emotes and that's basically like bits. And I was gonna say sparks is their version of bits, I believe. Yeah, you get like you you get compensated out of how many people use sparks in your stream or something like that. So I'm not entirely sure how that all works. And I wish I knew more about it before I came on today. I just didn't think we were going to go so heavy into it. Yeah. And that, and that's what's interesting is you look at really how
0: in-depth we were able to go and what we did discuss just on Ninja leaving Twitch. And it, it tells you, the, you know, four guys that. Couldn't give a shit about Ninja, really, for the most part. I mean, you know, cool, super cool dude. He's smart as hell and knows what he's doing. I just don't enjoy the content because I don't like Fortnite, so I really don't care but yeah. we still were able to talk about it that long.
2: <laughs> well, you know, Ninja, he's he's very smart, but his his wife is very smart, too. Oh, no, she's a business he, manager he owes a lot of success to her. So, you know, Jay Ghosty is very smart. She does a good job and and everything. So I'm hoping maybe, you know, we can see some some new things come out of Mixer. That'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. Especially, you know, if, if
0: there can be some type of integration with her. Again, like you said, she's super smart and and she knows how to market and she knows how to do business related stuff. So yeah, it, it's 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 yeah. crazy. And hopefully, you know, maybe you'll start seeing Mixer dot com slash Bruce no, underscore. Oh, wow, <laughs> We'll see. I don't know. Man. Charity event coming up in September on Mixer. You won't even need the underscore. Yeah. Oh yeah. You, <laughs> a, you, you
4: can just be Bruce. Can just be Bruce.
1: Just take the name, reclaim the throne, (laughs) reclaim the throne.
0: (laughs) Let's talk about some games that we've been playing over the past week and let's go, let's do it. We're only doing two this week, and I think that we have enough to say with just these two games that we'll be able to talk for just as long as we would have been had we talked about three or four games. I want to kick things off as we did last week. I want to go back to Fire Emblem Three Houses. Which Kyle and I have been putting quite a bit of time into. I've put significantly more time than he has over the past week. I don't know exactly what chapter you're up to. You can let me know. I now. don't know either.
3: Actually, <laughs> that, well, okay. it, you know,
1: it, it, once it says it, it kind of disappears off the screen unless you look at the save screen.
0: So I'm not sure. Well, where what's I'm the at, last thing you've done? Romance some students. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. It's every chapter. So it gives me nothing. Yeah. It's every. It's everything. I, you know,
1: you know that be that being said though, there is so much going on in the game at any given time. There are battles, there are relationships, there is are stats and classes and seminars that you have to take. I'm actually pretty overwhelmed with all of the mechanics in the game. In that, I it I is really an do
0: overwhelming need... game. There is yeah. so much going on. There is so much to do. I need some more time
1: with it just to kind of get a handle of you know the calendar system of all right this comes up on this day of the month and on this day of the month we have exams so prepare for those but then you know at the end of the month you have a battle coming up so you have to prepare for that and there's a lot of different facets to the calendar and to your schedule of that you really have to manage pretty wisely and you have to manage you get action points during the day right and you have to manage those action points wisely how do you want to spend your day do you want to spend it Eating eating meals with some of the students to increase your relationship with them, which is very beneficial for class. And n-
0: not only is it beneficial in regards to potential romance options, but it's beneficial because it increases their morale, which then increases their ability to study during class throughout the week. <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> which increases and- their
1: stats. Which increases their stats or you can spend that time just increasing their stats and try to work on morale later and doing different things, you know, sending flowers to them here and there. Right. Romance and literally everybody in the game, 200 gold at a time, which is worth
0: it because it increases their support as well. And not only like and it's not even just for like romantic partners, you need to have high support so that way you can recruit other students or just perform well in battle.
4: This story of my life, though, you know, man, romancing people for $200, 200 uh, coin at a time. <laughs> right? It hits a little close to home, some things
1: in this game. Managing their morale levels, like you said, managing their motivation and their, and their moods, too, is actually pretty challenging. You have to look at how hard you've worked one student and what you've expected one student to do, and they get burnt out. And they don't, you know, they're not going to study as hard. They're not going to fight as hard. And so you need to put a little bit more time into some other students and make sure that they're keeping up with the class. You really, that, it got that teacher aspect of the school down pretty spot on. I feel like I'm not a teacher, so I don't know, but that's what I imagine it would feel like is, is motivating a bunch of
0: you know, low motivation. students. Well, wasn't there was actually do well. um, I don't know if you had this, if a student posed this question to you, I want to say it was in either Chapter two or Chapter three. Maybe you haven't even gotten that far yet. Or maybe it was Chapter one. I don't remember. But there was one particular question that popped up during the week when I was actually doing the seminars and doing the actual instructions. And I think it was Edelgard that asked me. So I guess it could have been any student in your in your class as well but like how do you manage such like a big class like you know oh no it was uh it was who the hell was it it was petra and she was talking about like trying to train and how she could do well with so many students in the class and you had to give an answer and your answers were like, you know, what would you do? Would you have another professor come in and teach with you or would you have her train with somebody else that's stronger or would you do this or that? And like the the game kind of poses that question to you on an existential level, almost like wh- everything that you're doing. It's kind of unreal. <laughs> because you are just one teacher and one person with you know it's a decent amount of students that you start out with but as the game progresses forward you can have everybody for the most part and that's a lot of kids it's a lot of kids there's a lot of characters in this
1: game and they're all really well fleshed out too like i said last week that it it, it's almost it's challenging to not want to pick all of them up you know you want to experience all of them and so It it also makes it, you know, playing through the game again, more enticing because you want to try a different house and want to get to know those students as well and see how that that changes the game, because it does change the game depending on what house you play and what students you're close to. You get different decisions and different options and the storyline can go in. Different ways, as you've seen recently, right, Brian?
3: Yeah,
0: yeah, I'm definitely uh, getting closer and closer to a pivotal point uh, playing down the uh, the Black Eagles path. And I'm like I said, I'm really, really glad that I actually chose this house first because they actually and and no spoiler content already. But they they have a choice that takes place, I think, in Chapter 12. And it it totally changes the nature of the game and the game itself. You know, there's a part one and a part two and part two is already totally different than part one. So the game itself changes halfway through. But the Black Eagles can make that change even more significant. So I am definitely dying to get to that point. And I kind of want you, Kyle, to be at the point at the same time, because you are going to have a much different experience than I do once you get to that point. And because of the house, you know, the Blue Lions and the Golden Deer, they have a set path that they must follow. They don't have a another choice that they can make. And it's sort of interesting how it actually works out. So I, I kind of am hoping that we're at that point at the same time. And maybe we will be because I know you're going on vacation. You might have some time to play while you're out of town uh, doing doing different things. So maybe you'll be able to get to that point. By the next time you're on the show, we can actually discuss it and talk about That's it. I think that'd be a lot of, the of fun to switch playing it on the airplane, playing it on the taxi, you know. Yeah, I think that'd be fun. But you're right, man. And are you, are you, did you enable yourself to play online? Like, did you connect to their servers? Yeah. Okay. Super, super cool. So, what you can start doing and you can start seeing, it's very much like, Persona, And I like that a lot. So anyone out there that has played either Persona 4 or Persona 5 is going to have a much easier time navigating and understanding a lot of the mechanics in fire emblem three houses, which I think is why I'm not I'm I'm navigating through it with quite a bit more ease than probably you are, just because I have a lot more experience with this type of stuff and the way that it works. But you can get to the point where when you get to the calendar on a Sunday or I think it's a is it a Saturday where you can free roll? Rome, or is it Sundays? I think, I think it's, it's Sunday, Sundays. Yeah. It's Sunday because the calendar, it's like the Japanese calendar where the Sunday ends the last day on the right. So in Monday is the start of the day. I, I think that's the way the Japanese do it, right? I don't know. I, you live there. I didn't. Yeah, I think I, I do believe it's Sunday because you're right. It's the last day on the right. Yeah, it's the last day on the right. So I think that When you when you get to that point, you know, eventually, and I think this starts in chapter three is when they start letting you see this. You could see what everybody else that connected online did for that day and you could see how they chose to spend their time. Did they free roam? Did they attend a seminar? Did they do a battle? Did they rest? All this kind of stuff. And you could see if they free roamed, what activities did they participate in while free roaming on that day? And it'll give you like a percentage that you can see. So you can kind of get an idea of how people actually chose to spend their time. Persona does this as well, because it's, you know, Persona has bonding points, which are Fire Emblem's activity points that you can go out and do things for. So you kind of get an idea of, okay, well, these people that this is the most popular option to do. I could kind of follow the same path and do that, or I can kind of do my own thing and try to go my own route that. Very feature that you're talking about
1: of seeing what everybody else has done and seeing, you know, 70% of people have chosen to do this activity has actually helped me a couple of times because like I said, I felt overwhelmed on some of those days, not knowing where to go or what to do first, because you have a limited, limited number of actions. And so it's thinking, you know what, 70% of people chose to, you know, do this, do this fishing tournament, whatever it is. Yeah. I'm going to go participate in that because obviously there's something there. Either it's either it's really fun. Or it's a very efficient way to grow your characters or get some sort
0: of bonus. And I will tell you, the majority is usually always correct. Like anytime I play through a Persona game and I and if I'm using a guide or something, I'll I'll look and see what the guide recommends that I should do. And it always coincides with what the majority did anyway. So the majority is usually always right, whether they are following a guide themselves and you can kind of just get an idea of what you should be doing to maximize your time and, you know, efficiently do things. The, the higher percentage option is usually the right option. And it's kind of interesting because I don't know if you have paid attention to it. uh, The black Eagles seem to be the most popular house that most people are choosing. Because if you look at the list of when you go into battles, like most deployed units, or most deployed students, seven out of the 10 were Black Eagles members.
1: <laughs> I can actually feel that. Like I said, I some of the students of the Black Eagles are some of my favorite students in the game. And I wish that they were part of my house and I may try to recruit them
0: later because I want them. So I can actually see that being the case. But- Edelgard, Edelgard was the top female the, in the beginning of the week, but was replaced by Dorothea at the end of the week. Not surprised. Oh, yeah. Yeah, totally totally makes sense. If you've seen Dorothea, you get it. Have you got to the point where when you actually just even start like doing some of her like uh, social events where you talk to her and stuff throughout the monastery, she's always talking to like a different dude (laughs) and and your character can actually talk to her about that. She's like, wait a second. That's a different guy from yesterday. (laughs) No, but that's awesome. And And she's like, hey out of my life. life unless you unless you are you know unless you're offering to take care of me when i get older and you could say yes or no i was like yeah sure i will she's like wait what really i was just kidding <laughs> and then she and then she ran away and
1: locked herself in a room to get away from
0: you <laughs> this is my t-shirt well, she, she, no she she like coyly does it and i'm not i don't want to spoil yeah, it I it's, know. It's, it's a, right, it's no, a fun moment i don't want to spoil it for you because it is a it is a fun little moment there But I do like that. So as you're increasing in your support, if you've noticed and maybe you haven't because you maybe never have gotten this far yet, but there will be little like speech bubbles. Like if you go into the menu system, the pause system and you go to I forget which option it is. Uh, Maybe it is just called like status or something. I don't remember exactly what it is, but it's the one where you can go in and see like how your bond is with everybody. Whether it's a rank D or a rank C or rank B, rank A, et cetera, et cetera. So if there's like a blue,
4: she's a ranked double day.
0: (laughs) If there's a blue uh, speech bubble above their head, you can actually see like a fun little social event between the characters that have the speech bubble. So it just it lends more like story building and and bonding between the classmates, and it's really cool. Again, it reminds me a lot of Persona, which I think why why I'm enjoying it so much.
1: I've I've heard you make that comparison before, and it actually makes me want to play Persona now. Persona's such I a shot. good game. What was
2: that? <laughs> that was the that was, uh, the rifleman from from uh, Warcraft. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right. Some of your sounds, man, they just come out of nowhere and and
0: almost don't make sense.
3: <laughs> this is my boomstick.
1: Some of them Remember are harder to guy? hear than others too. So
3: true
2: <laughs> oh, gosh. okay let's just ramp this up a little bit see if we can make it
0: oh no, i
3: heard it i heard it i heard it i heard it
2: <laughs> you you dirty rat i was over here messing with a ton of crap while you guys were talking because i just got nothing on this game that's nothing okay. to contribute that's okay it's hard not, for every, me to shut not up.
0: everybody's gonna have uh not everybody's gonna have stuff to contribute every single week on a particular game but I really think and I said this on Twitter. I think Fire Emblem Three Houses right now is my personal game of the year just because of how in-depth it is and how much fun I've been having with it. Like these these are my types of games. This is what I enjoy. Like I will take this over anything else every day of the week. Um, And I was actually on I was just browsing a little bit on a reset area the other day and I saw a thread where people were comparing like Fire Emblem Three Houses being like. The The breath of the wild for the Fire Emblem franchise, because it is uniting all of these people that enjoy different aspects about the Fire Emblem games. They're all here in three houses. So everybody is enjoying this game. And I really think that's probably true. Like this is. The game that is going to take Fire Emblem into the future, like Breath of the Wild was the game that's going to take Zelda into the future.
1: I can I can see that it's apps. It's probably the most immersive RPG game I've ever played. And if if this is what RPGs are going to be in the future, I will probably be much more likely and much more apt to play more RPGs in the future because it's engrossing.
0: Yeah. and And I think that you should check out Persona. Um, because, you know, just pick up Persona 5 Royal next year when it comes out on PS4, because I think that because it's so similar, you would really enjoy it a lot. Uh, and and you'll see kind of where a lot of the influences and where a lot of elements from three houses came from, because I really do feel like a lot of it is borrowed from Persona. But it's fun. Just make sure you're doing uh, the extra battles. Make sure you're constantly doing extra battles throughout the month. Whenever again, whenever the majority did a battle, because you need to level up. And if you just stick to the main story battles, you'll always be under leveled and you'll always be struggling. So there are these like secondary battles that you can partake in that are just meant to be practice. But they definitely are beneficial because you can keep leveling up and increasing your bonds and relationships with people and I don't know. It's, it's it's worth it. I'm having so much fun. The
1: nice thing is because they are practice battles. If you do lose a character in those battles too, they don't go away forever. They come back. Correct.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's not, it's not like the main story battles where if you lose a character, they die. And then that's when I, and luckily I haven't had that happen yet. I, I have been very, very lucky to where I haven't actually lost a character, but I've also been playing smart and keeping my weaker characters on the back and making sure that there's always stronger characters in front of them. So that way other enemies just can't, you know, rush my weak characters and kill them because if that happens, I told you I'm going to end the battle and restart it because I don't want to actually lose a character. It makes me a better, I feel like it makes me a better player to have that lingering over my shoulder that I could lose somebody. (laughs) I do too. It, it, It makes me play smart. And
1: I, and I like that the practice battles are there because I get to try out new things and I get to try out new characters without the fear of losing them permanently. So the practice battles are a nice addition
0: that I've that I've made good use of. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I think I'm on. Yeah, I'm on chapter six. So my with my Black Eagle story route and the the route I plan on taking, it's 18 chapters. So I'm about a third of the way through the game and I'm at like 15 hours played time so far. Woo! So hopefully I'll have it done here in the next uh, week or two. Uh, I think the Blue Lions, the story route you're on, I think is 21 chapters. So it's a little bit longer than mine. Um, each again, each story that matters.
4: It's the content that counts. Yeah. You gotta keep telling. I know you have to, I know you have
0: to tell yourself that. And I tell you all the time that, you know, that's not all, not necessarily the case. Sometimes it is all about length. (laughs) It's one of those things you'll just never understand. Frank,
2: he's like a hockey puck. Unfortunately, He never gets close to the bottom, but he touches all the sides. (laughs) All right,
1: everybody, just as a quick reminder, we do have the Streamworks Alliance charity stream coming up in September. It's going to be September 21st and 22nd, Saturday, Sunday. Lots of cool streamers that are participating. Head over to leveldowngames.com and check out the Streamworks Alliance tab where you can find all the information for that. Check it out frequently because it may change, uh, but we're looking forward to it. Check it
0: out if you can. We'll see you guys there. Let's talk some Blackout Club. Because we all had a chance to sit down, thanks to our friends over at Question, the studio that made this game. We had a chance to sit down and check this out over the past week. Uh, I think myself and Kyle probably put more time into this than anybody else, which is perfectly fine. Sean, you joined us one night on Twitch for streams. I saw Frank, you playing it uh, at least twice over the past week so far. So I know we've had a chance to all sit down and really check this out. What do
2: you think? What?
3: What? What? What?
0: What?
2: <laughs> what? Don't you come at me with your little I played more than you. We had a well, good time, right?
0: Well, you were sitting there Thursday. Uh, I'll interact with you when you're in your Twitch chat, but hey, I'm writing a paper. I'm freaking hey, uh, the worst college student ever.
2: I have I'll have you know that I got that paper turned in. Yeah, and, and then uh, you didn't join I us. I and then you're like, I'm going to go
0: lay down cuz I suck. <laughs> and then you lay down and dated the Twitch chat for like an hour. Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's That's what a freaking loser. What a loser.
3: And that's the bottom line. All
2: right. So moving on. Anyways, I I really like this game. I I do. do I do. I do too. I, I wish that there was more of fanfare when the shape comes out, whatever his name is. Let's just call him Ricky. When Ricky comes out, this scary dude you can't see on the map. I want there to be like intro music. Like, I want the crowd to pop. I don't know. I, I feel like he's a big bad dude. He needs to come out to some fanfare, but he just like stumbles around. And then when you piss him off enough, he's on your butt. I don't know. I really enjoy the game though. So, for those of you who don't know, let's set it up. Let's talk about the game for a sec. It's, it's how many people can play it once? Four. Four. Is that right? Okay. And then it's kids who are tiptoeing around at night. And the adults are like sleepwalking and they're having like some sort of nightmare dream. They're controlled by this entity, right? I think that's what's going on.
0: Yeah. I think that I think that, you know, when the when they're sleepwalking, they don't remember what they
2: do. Right. And the uh, the premise of the game is to do certain missions without causing so much of a stir that you anger this entity called the. shape shape. is that right? Yeah,
0: it is called the shape. Yeah, you were right when you said it earlier.
2: Yeah. So I I enjoy that premise of the game. I think a co-op like run around hide from, you know, an NPC is kind of my speed. We enjoy playing DBD and that's kind of what DBD is. Yeah. So I, I really like the game. I like the aspects of the game that you can have different abilities like Brian, here's an example. You were playing an ability that I didn't know much about, and I couldn't really like understand what you were doing half the time. What what was it again? Was it like resilience or something like?
0: Uh, it's something like endurance, but I can't remember if it was called endurance or not. Uh, It was something like that, though. Where
2: was it? It wasn't a takedown was what you had. Right, Sean. Right. Yeah. So I had like an ability where I could run up behind uh the sleepwalking adults and like give them the old bah, 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 and, and put them on the ground, you know? And then they were like they were down for the count. And then I think Kyle had the prank calling, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. If, if there were some adults that were walking by, I could I could prank call their phones as a scammer and, they and would you stop and answer the phone. The
0: cameras as well. Yes, correct. Uh mine was called unstoppable. I had to go look. Um Unstoppable basically lets you you can hit the and I I was playing with a controller I think you were too Sean it just was yeah. a little bit little bit easier because the I saw I was looking at the your screen Kyle when you were actually streaming it and some of the uh the button layouts for playing with mouse and keyboard just didn't make a whole lot of sense <laughs> and it seemed more convoluted where everything was more together on the controller so I think this definitely is a is a game I would recommend playing with a controller. But it's the RB button on an Xbox One controller, and it basically lets you negate damage. So I could jump from high places without actually taking damage, or oh, that's cool. I could actually uh, enable it, and I could have the ability to constantly sprint without needing an energy bar.
2: What did you have, Frank? I am only a
0: level three, but I have a, a takedown. Okay, so you okay, went the yeah. way you went the way that Sean did. Okay,
4: I I, I kind of wish I went because I really want. To, to negate these drones, I kind of wish I went that way.
2: Oh, the, yeah. the drone path. Yeah, the hacker ability, Yeah. I kind of wish I played with the drone. I think if we play more in the future, I might put some points into that, like where you can just, actually, just control, so you can actually drone. control
0: a drone. And I think it lets yeah. you
2: get more like a lay of the
0: land and see where things are at and see where enemies are at. It probably would be beneficial to have is I, I think if four players are playing together, one person, everybody needs to be something different. Because that's what works well together. One person can be like Sean and are constantly going up there and putting people in a rear naked choke. Uh, One person can constantly be prank calling to get past people. One person can be, you know, jumping from places. And then if that person, which I was doing, is smart and is also utilizing the grappling hook, then you can pretty much do whatever you want to (laughs) do. Yeah. And then one person with the drone to, to see where people are at.
2: I really enjoy the part of the game that caters to your personality of, of how you play. Like Frank and I, all we want to do is beat people up, I think.
3: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true.
0: Like Russell Crowe fighting around the world.
2: I don't know. I, I, I came for a fight. Like I'm showing up. I'm going to put him down. And I know Frank kind of likes to barrel in like I do. He does. But Emphasis how did that work for you playing solo though, Frank?
4: Playing solo? Uh, yeah, barreling through is not easy. Do I still do it? Of course I do. Um,
0: <laughs> players got to
4: play, right?
0: Did you not? Did you not go into like any public games just to like
4: no, jo- enjoy? Them? Oh. I, I, I'm going solo just for a while. Cause I kind of want to hone my skills before I jump in with anyone else. I don't want to be the guy who drags them down. Sure, I hear that. Um, and I'm, I'm kind of learning the systems, but dude. Uh, it's making me be stealthy. It's taking me back to my Metal Gear days.
0: You have to be stealthy. That is something we absolutely learned while playing it. And I think Kyle and I learned that more so on Thursday without Sean than than Tuesday with Sean, because we got into some of the later missions and higher level stuff on Thursday and it was challenging as hell. <laughs> yeah. There was one mission we got, we got a good like 10 minutes deep into this mission and had to restart because we just weren't stealthy enough. No. And that's, and that's not like a thing that, We had any issues with on Tuesday because we kept doing like the introductory missions and like the lower level stuff. And I just felt like it was also easier with three players when you get down to two and then Frank with one. It definitely requires a lot more weight because you, you know, you have to make sure that you're not getting seen or you have to make sure that you're not tripping an alarm or something or you know what we saw eventually with the uh, the actual the minds that are the acoustic minds. Those things freaking suck because you can't do anything unless you have foam to disable those. There's a lot of elements to this game that is a lot of fun and it requires a lot of stealth.
2: Kyle was like getting chased over a fence and I saw <laughs> it and I was like watching it. And this this freaking adult just kept going over the fence with him. And then the the adults like hop in the fence and I shot him at the top and he just fell off. Like (laughs) it's times like that where I'm like, I'm glad I had the crossbow, but then there's other times when I'm freaking out and I'm running away from the shape and I just accidentally like pull the trigger and shoot it while I'm running away and it doesn't do anything. And uh, you got to really be careful with what you're walking around with too, because if you blow it, you don't get another one. You know, you're looking forever for items and it's all random in the level, but I really enjoyed the, uh, the grappling hook. I just didn't use it enough. You
0: know what I mean? I, I don't know. I did, though. Like, I used it a lot, it, whether it was throwing it at your head just for fun or... <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, can you use it. as a weapon? Uh, you, can, you can throw it at enemies, and it'll, like, knock them back a little bit, but it doesn't really do anything. It just kind of stuns them for a second. It doesn't actually... But
2: then you got to run over there and then you have to run over RT and, and pick yeah, it up,
0: pick it up. And it takes like three seconds to put back into your inventory. So it's not even worth it. Yeah. I just was doing it to be to mess around and be fun. Um, but I did enjoy the grappling hook because it let us bypass certain obstacles and it let us bypass certain certain things.
2: It was cool because all of us could use it. We can only hold one hero item at a time. And so right. it's like if you have a good mix of hero items in your team, you can really do some damage. I know that some of the hero items just don't cater to the way that you're playing with your your perks, right? So if you're if you're Brian and you've jumping from high levels, and you can negate damage you almost don't need the grappling hook to go down you only go up and so correct sometimes just going up is just not really conducive to what the mission calls for like if something's in the basement i think if i was playing solo i'd probably run stun
0: gun just because i would want to have a an instant out to get rid of people attacking me constantly
2: right right like takedown rank two you can take down people from the front instead of just from the back so you do like a freaking super scene off the top rope and <laughs> swim around this guy's head and then you know put him down on the ground, but pin him down, pin him down. Yeah. So take down rank two for me. The stun gun doesn't really help me, you know. So I would be better ver- better off going with the crossbow or the grappling hook or whatever. But um, it's you know what the game's fun and the price was right, so it was super cool of our friends over at Question to hook us up like that. And there's a lot of
0: character customization too like you can actually yeah. make a character in some of the you can't really make them look much different in terms of like physical features i guess they all sort of look ambiguous because that's i don't know i couldn't really figure out a way to make it look too much like a guy or too much like a girl it was kind of just like an in-between yeah, they're all pretty gender fluid yeah, it's definitely ambiguous, but they give you a lot of customization options, like things that you can buy with snacks, which is the currency that you are in for doing missions in the game. You earn these snacks, and you can unlock items like hair pieces, or clothing items, or masks, uh, gestures for doing certain emotes, items. Like, it's pretty cool. I like that aspect, and it's on a rotation. Did you get the free
4: items just sitting in the
0: in the, the car? Does everyone get that? The gift of the dance. Box. Gift of dance. Yeah it's, like, oh, yeah. it's like, okay. Yep. It's the same thing. Yep. I was wondering who was running. That's what I was asking. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I think it seems to be the same one. And I don't know if that's like on a weekly basis or if that's just a one time thing. I don't know. Um, but Kyle actually noticed that the items were rotating because yeah. the items that we were looking for on Tuesday weren't there on Thursday. <laughs> if, you, if you look at it, it literally tells you like they're changing like in nine hours or so. Oh, does it actually tell you that? I didn't even notice that. Yeah, okay. I didn't I did, see that either. I didn't even notice that that was there. Okay. So it it seems to be on a quick rotation then because what's there one day wasn't there in two other days. So. Definitely, if you see something you want, you definitely try to need to get the snacks to get it because you have no idea when it'll be back. But one of the big reasons that we played it twice over the past week on Twitch was Kyle and I wanted to hit level five because at level five, you have access to a new kind of PvP mode. Almost, I guess, a little bit where it's called the stalker and one character can play as the stalker. And you can actually do this by getting stalker dossiers, which we found out you can earn by getting stalked in your own game. So you have to get stalked first. And there are other ways to earn them, but the team won't tell you how. And you can never find them just laying about in any of the missions. So you either have to do certain things that will unlock a stalker dossier or it's easier to get them by just being invaded and having a stalker in your actual game. But what the stalker is and unfortunately, Kyle and I did not come across this at all. We didn't get stalked in, in any of our games and it was unfortunate because we really wanted to because we wanted to check this portion out. We just it, it never happened. And I think it's because there aren't that many people playing in the blackout club right now. So there definitely needs to be a bigger player base for this to be more fun and a, a more common thing. But one stalker against four kids or three kids or two kids or however many or kids are to, in the game. You get to play as Ricky. You don't get to play as Ricky. No, you get to assist Ricky. (laughs) So the object of the game, if you're playing as a stalker, is to record the actions of the kids. And you want to record them doing bad things like knocking people out, because that's actually a negative. Knocking people out is a negative thing. You want to try to be stealthy and not be seen. Uh, you don't want to raise your sin level. Knocking somebody out it raises your sin and causes the shape to come out eventually. Uh, doing certain things like kicking in doors that raises your sin and it will cause the shape to come out eventually. So anything negative that you do is a sin. And the stalker uses their phone to record the sins of the kids. And the object of the stalker is to get the shape to knock out all four kids. And if that happens, the stalker wins. Oh, that's why when you do things, it says oh, "you were not seen." It means that the stalker didn't see you. You never had a stalker in your game because you have to be level five. But every time you do something, it says "you were not seen." I'm assuming that's that's. I think it's referencing the NPCs. I do think it still
1: references that because, well, I think that the sin still increases the chance that the shape comes out. Because the shape only comes out sometimes. And so I, I do I do think that if you are seeing it increases your sin. I wanna say that I think that sin is probably a weird uh, word of choice for that mechanic. <laughs> because it doesn't really yeah, fit the rest of the game unless it does later and we just haven't got that far in the story.
0: Yeah. and it, we, we, we do know that weird. this goes all the way up to like level 20 or something or 30. And right. I think we've seen people at within like the public games list. So there's definitely a lot of game to be played still again. I think we're like what level six or seven or something like that. So it's right, like we're like. not that far in. But I, I, I want to say that you're never going to be seen if you have if you don't have a stalker in your game. So I, I think that has to more do with probably the NPCs. Than anything okay. else and probably the shape, because otherwise, you know, it wouldn't make a whole lot of sense. But I again, I don't actually know because we never actually came across the stalker. And I think that's unfortunate. I I really wish there were more people playing because I would have liked to have experienced that. I think it would have been cool. I am liking the game, though. I am enjoying this a lot. It's definitely I don't know that I would enjoy it so much playing it solo but I same. really enjoyed it playing multiplayer.
1: Yep. And I feel the same. It's, it's a game that I'm having a lot of fun playing with my friends. I think it would probably suffer in a, in a single player setting though. Yeah, I, I agree with that.
4: I, honestly, I do want to play with others right now. I'm just in the slow grind to, to kind of get my skills up.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to the time where the four of us can actually sit down and play this for a little while. I think it'd be fun. I it think is fun.
2: something that takes a lot of time once you get to a high level, though. I feel like the levels took 15 minutes for you guys. Oh, no, they were taking longer and longer. But I think that's also yeah. because
0: there were only two of us. Like we had to be more strategic with what we were doing.
2: Yeah. It
0: was it was definitely a lot harder than it was the night you were there assisting with the takedowns and assisting with picking up the items and that kind of stuff. Like we definitely like like certain missions we were moving quicker through with you, like putting up posters and picking up can like that was easier
2: with three people. I don't know. Hey, I I don't agree with that. But again, you have the right to your opinion. I remember (laughs) sitting on the stream watching you guys while I was writing my paper and I heard quote man we got done a lot quicker without sean running around
0: <laughs> that was the first that was the first one we did yeah, I, and I, was like,
2: I was like are you effing kidding me right now like no effing way dude and to me like i guess you know whatever it, it's all situational but uh you know don't ever talk about me like that again Ugh, god damn it son of a bitch that sounds so you, like something I would say. You even pissed Bill off.
0: That sounds like something I would say. Yeah, sounds like yeah. sounds like you, that. You sounds, did sounds, say that a lot. That's like, why. So, pu- it sounds like you're quoting
3: me.
2: <laughs> you you are so mad playing this game. <laughs> Every time you'd be doing something, and then someone would run up behind you and be like on your back, and you're like, I don't know what to do. Oh no! And then I'd have to run up and like put him in a chokehold and put him down on the ground so you can run away. I don't know. <laughs> It was really funny. It was. You'd get so frustrated. And, and I would too. But like, I just thought it was so funny when the shape was on you. You could not do anything. You had to run away. And it that's was always anybody. like, get that's stuck. anybody. Like, I don't understand how to escape it. I don't know. Like, you no just escape. keep running. It doesn't, it doesn't oh. matter
0: what the fuck you do. He's always going to catch you. He's always going to catch you. But it, does, it did seem that just sprinting away as fast as possible away works. works. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, that one mission time. that you and I were doing, where we had to disable the um, speed traps. I would disable yeah. one and then run the fuck away, and like he never caught me, and I was able to get you back up, and we were fine.
2: <laughs> I think I think the worst thing in the entire game is whenever there's like a little shaped manhole or a shaped door somewhere, and you're not doing anything, you're being a good little boy, like everything's cool, and then all of a sudden the door not opens, sending. and I'm like, no, what did I do? Did I just walking <laughs> around. You know, and he's just like walking around out there. I'm like, you need to go away. Like, please. (laughs) The shape is a jerk, dude. What does he do when he grabs you? Does he like suck your soul out of your face or? Is he like trying to make yeah, out with you? What is he doing? Like,
1: yeah, I think he's. I think he's. I think he's, he's,
2: I think he's to sucking to the soul out of something. your face. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Producing like a, little, a dementor from little, Harry Potter. Little shapelings producing little shapelings, dude. Making sweet, sweet love. Making some sweet, sweet cookies. <laughs> don't fight it. It's gonna happen. And they are like, no. <laughs> You're gonna love it. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's a I jerk, have, though. I, I hate the shape. shape. Huh? Right. I'm, he I'm, doesn't give consent. I don't give consent to this. You to me. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. I am be
0: asleep. <laughs> True. <laughs> Before we get to the game challenge update, it's time for this week's preview of BG Mania, a video game music podcast. We'll be taking a listen to the ending theme from Streets of Rage, which was a original pick from Frank way back in the day, composed by Yuzo Kishiro. As this week, myself and Frank dive into the beat-em-up genre for a brutal episode. Enjoy. Don't forget to catch this week's episode of BG Mania, a video game music podcast this Wednesday at 5 a.m. Eastern on your favorite podcast app of choice. All right, Frank, let's update the game challenge for this week. I know for a fact you finished some stuff this week. I
4: finished three games this week. Frank Crazy. never does three games in the week. But yeah, Frank never wow. finishes
0: three games in one week.
4: But what happened was I uh, did a little research for the uh, episode of BG Mania coming up. I was talking to a buddy and he has a Little arcade machine. So I played and finished X-Men Arcade. Excellent game. Love it. I played as Colossus. <laughs> uh, also, uh, I beat Wrecking Crew, which is amazing. Uh, that's, that's, that's on Netflix
0: right now, if I'm not mistaken. Wrecking Crew is on Netflix, yes.
4: And I also beat another arcade game. And my God, I just played it and the name's already escaped me. Holy crap. TMNT? I didn't beat Team beat the other one. Simpsons. There you go. God damn! <laughs> I also beat Simpsons Arcade, uh, which I was telling you, I don't think I've ever beaten that game in the arcade, and I can see why because it's hard as hell. I had to pump a lot of virtual quarters into this game.
0: It was it was challenging back in the day. Now is it something that is it still challenging to this day, even with like the skills that we've developed? Yes. Throughout the years. And it's, and it's absolutely attributed to the fact that this, these were quarter sucking machines. So, of course, yeah, they wanted they wanted to keep your money. <laughs> it, it becomes,
4: you know, your health is always going down and, it's, uh, and healing items are far and few between. Um, and so you're constantly losing lives. But that, that's the whole rub of this. Just now learn that there's like tactics moves you can do. This game. So other than that, 20 something years later, that's cool.
0: Nice. Nice. Uh- Finishing those three arcade games takes you above where you should be, which is nice. You should be at 31 games. You got yourself back to 32 uh, because you were down a little bit. So it's kind of cool that you put the time into finishing those. I am behind as I have been in the past, but that's usually what happens when I start playing one of these lengthy JRPGs. Uh, I should be at 62 games. I'm sitting at 61. I didn't finish a single game. This past Son week. of a gun! How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> I've been playing nothing but Madden and Fire Emblem over the past week, and uh, you should definitely love it on Gamescom. You put up the review for Madden. I did. I did. Uh-oh. Yeah, the review went up. Uh, review went up this past Friday. This the screenshot was so believable. I didn't realize that it was a video game screenshot at first. Yeah, they're getting more and more realistic looking, aren't they? <laughs> the games really are looking pretty incredible. Like, it's, it's crazy how real they look. But let us now take a dive into the weekly wrap up. We have a good little weekly wrap up this week. There's a lot of items on here. And I want to kick things off with something that I don't know if anyone had a chance to check out. Super Smash Brothers Ultimate update 4.0 is now available, and with it, the hero from Dragon Quest is available to play in the game. Has anyone Whoa. had a chance to check him out yet this past week?
4: I have not. No. Wow, there's come out of
0: nowhere. Like they didn't announce this at all. Like, hey, this is the time. Because no, they literally put up a a video. I think it was on the 30th, 30th or the thirty first of last week. Yeah, so I think a it would have been on Thursday Tuesday or, or Wednesday, Wednesday or last or Thursday week. Something, yeah. Yeah, something like that. It was like middle of the week last week. Nintendo put up a quick video talking about update 4.0. Some of the new additions to like the stage builder mode and that thing. But the obviously the big addition was the hero from Dragon Quest and it was available. Like they said that they were going to announce the release date when this video came out. It just happened to be the day the video came out. He was available to play. So, yeah, he's in there. So if you have the fighter pass, you can download him and and check him out. So so who's next? Is Banjo next? Banjo is next.
4: Good. Okay. because we need we need Banjo's we, we the character. fall character.
0: Banjo's... Shut up. Banjo's the fall character. <laughs> the hero from Dragon Quest is the best character. Are you talking about? No,
4: oh, uh, just because they, they did two Japanese characters back to back. I kind of want something American now.
0: Again, Banjo is European. What if they give us
2: Einstein Whoa. the Rabbit?
0: European. We just had this discussion when you
2: called Dream Slip Open an American composer.
0: America, Europe, same thing. Uh I guess not really, not at all. <laughs> actually, thing. We're, aren't we all one world, one love? <laughs> <laughs> I want to check this out though. I didn't have a chance to. I, I have him downloaded, but I didn't no, get a I, chance I, to I jump into Smash it, and check it out. You know, I'm actually a Dragon Quest fan, so um, I, I plan on playing as the Luminary. And what's cool is that it's not only the Luminary, like with the alternate costumes. It's like pretty much every hero from Dragon Quest games of from the past. So you can. It's it's really cool how they did it. So I, I definitely want to check it out, see how he plays. Uh, you know, I tend to gravitate towards sword users in Smash Brothers, so I'm sure that I'll really enjoy the hero from Dragon Quest.
2: You know what the hero made me think of real fast is why don't they have every Link costume in the Smash games? Like how they, you can switch between them. They, I mean, I feel like they
0: do for the most part. They have a lot. They do now, like like with, like, cause- with yeah, with like different
2: color variations and stuff. Yeah, like it would be cool to have the, the SNES one and the NES one where it's oh, the brown and the green. I see what you're saying, like like the different the, looks. The Ocarina of Time and then, you know, Breath of the Wild. And I see what you're saying. Like yeah,
0: that. no, like some of them are in there. The Breath of the Wild one, I think, is definitely in there, if I'm not mistaken.
2: It is. So yeah.
0: it's a yeah. it it's, so it's it's link from uh. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. So, they, and they have a lot of color variations. But I see what you're saying because, like, the tunic from Link to the Past looks different than the tunic from Ocarina of Time, which looks different from. The, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Some yeah, of those are in are there, are but in not. not the, yeah, yeah, I was gonna say some of those are in there, but not all of them.
2: All right. Okay. Okay. Something
0: that I thought you would be interested in here, Frank. S N K will soon announce new Neo Geo hardware. The company has teased in a tweet. Oh, yeah. They said. Quote, a next gen Neo Geo hardware is coming after the Neo Geo Mini, which is already out with a modern design and a wonderful play feeling. And you can even link it to the Neo Geo Mini. The new hardware will provide you a Neo Geo journey that you have never experienced. This new hardware may be related to the Neo Geo versions two and three S&K said were in planning back in April. So if this were to happen, would any of us buy this? Yes, I might. No.
4: I'm an an SNK fan though, like through and through. Yeah, I'm just not a huge Neo Geo fan. Did
0: Did you ever play? Did you ever have a Neo Geo or no? Nope. Nope. Okay. Yeah, I I never personally owned a Neo Geo. I have played several of them in the past, but I would potentially consider this because I'm all about new hardware right now. Like I'm all about something different and new. You know, we know what the PS5 is going to be, we know what the Xbox Scarlet is going to be. I want to see a company come in and kind of try to shake things up like Nintendo did with the Switch. I want to see something that's different. Obviously, we have the Atari VCS coming out in 2020 that is is going to be kind of like a new Atari that's going to play old games, but still also have the ability to play new games as well. I want to see something different. And Neo Geo, you know, they used to make great systems back in the day. They they SNK, man, they make great fighting games now still to this day. So I, I think that they could definitely have a niche little system that would be interesting. I don't know. I would consider picking this up depending on what the price was and and what they actually showed off for it. So we'll have to wait and see what they decide to do with that.
2: I think I think it needs a launch title with some notoriety behind it. Agreed. So, I absolutely something agree with new, Maybe a new King of Fighters or something like that, right? King of Fighters oh, 15 yeah. would be fantastic. A King of Fighters 15 would be fantastic as a launch title for this. If we can get Andy and Terry Bogart in the next gen... That's huge. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, don't know.
0: You know, I, I actually played and reviewed King of Fighters 14 for level I loved it. A King of Fighters is a fantastic game. It always oh, is yeah. like they're always it's one of the better fighting games that exist out there. Like they know what they're doing. SNK knows what they're doing. So if they if they make this and they put KOF 15 on there, that's a pretty big launch title that could sell a system. Yeah, agreed. So Hell we'll yeah. have to wait and see. Microsoft has revealed some new titles coming to Xbox Game Pass for the month of August 2019. So far, we know on August 1st, Ashes, Cricket and Pandemic were added for console and Downwell was added for PC. On August 8th, Jackbox Party Pack 2 gets added for console, while Space Hulk Tactics gets added for PC. August 13th, we'll see the Bard's Tale Trilogy added for both console and PC. August 14th gets Slay the Spire, great freaking game, on console and PC. And finally, on August 27th, the Bard's Tale 4 Director's Cut gets added for console and PC. So not a huge month for Xbox Game Pass. Some interesting titles in there, but that doesn't necessarily mean that's everything for August. Because, if you know, they usually add things multiple times and they announce things multiple times throughout the month. So we'll have to see if there's anything else for August. But either way, decent lineup. Let's do Xbox Live games with gold versus PlayStation Plus games for August 2019. I don't really even consider it a competition anymore because the fact that Sony eliminated PS3 and Vita, there just isn't a whole lot of competition anymore. But let's see at least what they're offering Uh, for Xbox One. Gears of War 4 is available for the entire month of August, while Forza Motorsport 6 is available from August 16th to September 15th. On Xbox 360 with backward compatibility support, we have Torchlight from August 1st to August 15th and Castlevania Lords of Shadow from August 16th to August 31st. PlayStation Plus games for August 2019 include Sniper Elite Four and Wipeout Omega Collection, both on PS4. Just looking at Xbox One versus PS4, it's Xbox this month without a question. There's no competition. Absolutely. That's why there's there is literally no competition this month. (laughs) It's not even fair. Like there is zero competition this month. Uh, Gears of War four and Forza Motorsport six being, you know, two of Microsoft's flagship titles. Yeah. Two of their biggest titles the year that they came out, like, you know, two of their biggest exclusives. Uh, No competition this month. Xbox wins it for sure this month. But uh, Sniper Elite four sucks. Wipeout Omega Collection is a fun game worth playing uh, if you have PlayStation Plus. Nice, nice, nice. The No Man's Sky Beyond update will launch on August 14th, developer Hello Games announced. Beyond will contain three major updates rolled into one larger free release. These changes are a mix of features we've been dreaming of for a while and a reaction to how... We have seen folks playing since the release of next. This is the team talking, not me or us. An expanded online experience will bring a new radical new so- will bring a radical new social and multiplayer experience. <laughs> <laughs> I said new too many times, which empowers players everywhere in the universe to meet and play together. Meanwhile, VR support will bring the entire game experience to life in virtual
2: reality. Grab. The wait, joystick wait, 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 wait. Does this mean the game is actually what it was supposed to be when it launched? It is now. Mm-hmm. It is now. We need to play
0: if we I think we do. I still own it. Grab the joystick and thruster to fly your starship over an unexplored alien planet as you peer out of the cockpit at the view below. Reach into your backpack to grab your multi-tool. Touch it. Touch it to switch to terrain manipulation and carve out intricate shapes with unprecedented control. Play in multiplayer and casually wave to your non-VR friends or fist bump your VR peers. Anything possible in No Man's Sky next or any other update will soon be ready and waiting as an immersive and enriched VR experience. So yeah, as Sean just alluded to there. Anyone have any interest in this? Because I still own it.
2: Heck yeah, Maybe. man! That sounds fantastic.
1: It sounds fun, but I don't own it.
0: And you I can probably get it to. for like you can probably get it for like five dollars. Probably get so on many, the steams. So many people traded it in when it uh, when it came out, and they realized that it wasn't that good. I have it on I have it on PS4, but I'd be willing to get it on PC. It's I've heard a lot of good things bucks. about it
1: since release, like all the updates that they've done. I guess they've really put a lot of time into making. No, this they the game they've definitely
0: putting because be. it sucked because it was terrible at, at launch. It was the game was atrocious when it first came out. It was, you know, nothing what they promised, nothing what it was supposed to be. And each free update that they've released since has addressed something. This is the last update and it addresses Everything else, and the game actually is now somewhat, or actually not even somewhat, really, really enjoyable from what I've heard.
2: Okay, so all the updates were free. I'm on Steam right now. There's no DLC. They were free updates. Patch the game. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Correct. Yeah. The game has just been patched every single
0: time. Wow.
4: You would th- think, Mo- think Peter Molyneux, you would think Peter would have been the one who's hyping this game up the start with the way because <laughs> 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 the, 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 the game or a promise was not the game that came out, which
2: turned me off because I want them to Absolutely get this. Absolutely to- not. Yeah. So the game was released August 12th, 2016. Correct. It was all one the of the reviews- first games I
0: wrote for Relevant on One of the very first
2: reviews I ever did all time. Hundred and five thousand six hundred and thirty four mixed reviews. About fifty two percent of them were positive. Very recently, 80% of the user reviews in the past 30 days were positive. Yeah, it's definitely turned around. Yeah, it's that's, that's incredible. Anthem. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's time for <laughs> it's time for them to turn a leaf.
3: <laughs> Fallout, 76. Water, <laughs> oh, Jeez, Fallout 76 Fallout seventy
1: six has gotten updates and, and DLCs. It's and gotten stuff. updates. But have you
0: read all the fucking bugs that still exist in Fallout? Every time oh, they launch no. a new oh, update for gosh. Fallout 76, they break more shit, man. Like I actually I almost put it in the, the, the wrap up last week, but they just put out an update for Fallout 76 that broke even more things that were not broken before. Like they just don't know what they're doing. That game is just it's done. Just stop it. Move on. Move on. <laughs> Devil's Hunt will launch for PC VSD, on September 17th, followed by PlayStation 4, Xbox One and Nintendo Switch in Q1 2020. Publisher 1C Entertainment and developer Leopi Games announced. The Switch version is newly announced. So this game looks fun. It's like a Devil May Cry type game almost. It looks really, really cool. And I uh, kind of want to check it out. So I may pick that up on PC when it comes out in September. But maybe not because September is so freaking stacked. Stacked. Speaking of September, and Frank, I think you will really enjoy this one. Oh, First you know person puzzle game, The Sojourn, will launch for PS4, Xbox One, and PC via the Epic Game Store on September twentieth. Publisher Iceberg Interactive and developer Shifting Tides has announced. Uh, I looked into this one when I saw the story. This looks awesome. This looks great. This looks like a lot of fun.
4: I'll probably play it a few days after release because uh, for one, I'm going to Eric 51 that day,
2: and then I'll be watching the Steamworks True. Alliance,
4: uh, Alliance uh, the next two days. So
0: there you go. There you go. There
2: you Monday. go. Monday. Monday. Well, hey, if you're going to Area 51, just fly on down to Vegas and play this on the stream. Oh, yeah,
0: man, just just Ooh. do it. Just do well, it as part I, of the.
2: I, I uh, be event. I'll
0: be at Area 51 too. So <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: that's that's why uh, his wife is streaming some, and he's trying to get all these other people to come in to cover for I'm him. I'm
4: gonna be Naruto running right behind Kyle. <laughs> well,
0: they
2: called all Kyles have to
0: go to yeah, one I'm area. I'm gonna be in the be in Kyle area. Yeah, so. You're in the Kyle area, so yeah. Frank will be with the. Uh, the people of Naruto running. Exactly. <laughs> uh, awesome right here. Ghostbusters, the video game remastered, will launch for PS4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch and PC via the Epic Game Store on October 4th. Publisher of Mad Dog Games and developer Saber Interactive announced. Can't wait to check that out again. Good game. Yeah, actually, it's actually a great game, I think. Uh, and crazy how all of these are Epic Game Store. <laughs> like I said, it's going right? to happen more and more often. We had that discussion earlier, kids. We did. We did. It's coming. So happy about this. Concrete Genie will launch for PS4 on October 8th in the Americas and October 9th in Europe. Publisher Sony Interactive Entertainment and developer Pixelopus announced the game will be available in a $30 U.S. standard package and $40 U.S. digital deluxe edition. The latter includes a digital soundtrack, digital art book, pond design add on pack and PS4 lighthouse dynamic theme. Instant buy for me. I can't wait for this game.
4: Oh, we're playing the same.
0: I'm really hyped. I mean, I think I think all three of us, myself, Frank and Kyle are going to be putting quite a bit of time into this when it comes out. Uh, it looks gorgeous. It looks beautiful. I I, really can't wait to play this game. It looks like a lot of fun. The only uh, PS4 exclusive, I think, for the fall this year, which is crazy. So. The Outer Worlds is coming to Nintendo Switch sometime after the launch of the PS4, Xbox One and PC versions on October 25th. Publisher, Private Division and developer Obsidian Entertainment announced the Switch version will be ported by Virtuos. Does anyone have interest in potentially waiting for the Switch version now that we know it's coming?
2: No, um,
1: not with an Obsidian game. I will play the PC version. The modding is going to be through the roof. You know,
2: I agreed, Kyle. hundred percent. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to step on your toes. Sean, I, I, thought, honestly, I, thought I, might, I thought
0: Sean might be would have said, hey, I'd wait for Switch.
2: I, I don't know, because I feel like my PC can run it better than the Switch. You're the one that's going to buy The Witcher 3 on Switch i don't think so there's too many (laughs) boobies
0: in that game what
4: i tell you it's called the switcher three okay
0: (laughs) too many boobs (laughs) jeez too
2: many doom ass boobies i honestly i i want to play this game but i would rather see the reviews come out on the separate platforms first sure you know
0: and the fact that the switch version is going to be released at a later date we don't know what that date is uh I've heard so many fun because a lot of previews just came out over the past week for the Outer Worlds. I don't know if you saw any of them, but a lot of major websites were running preview builds and preview versions that they got sent by Obsidian. The game looks incredible and you can kill every NPC in that game.
2: <laughs> I think I'm contemplating getting it for my birthday. And I'm oh, just yeah? kind of wondering, like, you know, because it's my birthday's early November and this comes out late October. So that'll give me enough yeah. time. Yeah. I
0: really think. This could be a game of the year contender. I really do. Yeah, I actually think it's going to be that good. Like we'll have to wait and see, but I really think this could be a game of the year contender. Publisher Microïds and developer Artifacts Studios have announced a Garfield Kart: Furious Racing oh, for PS4, no. Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and PC via Steam. It is due out on November 5th in North America and November 7th in Europe.
2: You know what? Let's just make Frank Kart while we're at it. No, <laughs> no I don't,
1: don't, don't want to play Frank Kart. Because Outer Wilds probably could have been Game of the Year, but with this...
0: (laughs) Are you just ignoring Garfield Kart? (laughs) Are you you ignoring the fact that I just talked about Garfield Kart, Furious Racing? (laughs) No, I'm saying saying that Outer Wilds probably
1: could have been Game of the Year, but now... Oh, you're saying Garfield Kart might be Game of the Year. I mean, is it not
2: going to be? For you?
4: Guys, if we get the review code, I will totally write the review for this one.
2: I I can't. It's going to be one sentence. This game sucks. What if it's great? What if it's awesome?
1: It might be the greatest game of all time.
0: What if it's better than Crash Team Racing, Nitro Fueled, and Mario Kart 8 Deluxe combined? All those
4: games suck. I have to assume that the cast is going to be like the Garfield and Friends cast. OK, and I will be playing as normal.
0: What if it also includes the uh, the the barnyard animals from I really hope uh, so, man. I'll play a show. US it it doesn't they, they released release the cast in Orson and stuff. They're oh, in son it. of a bitch. They're not on there. No, I don't think so. That sucks, man. I actually wish they were. <laughs> I told you this, Kyle and Jess. I kind of want to play this just to check it out. I, I like, mean, car- I, I, like it, yeah. I like kart racers. I like kart racers. Uh, I would definitely at least play this, but I, I don't know. It looks kind of it looks kind of bad.
2: <laughs>
0: it looks horrible. Game of the Year. Yeah. It sounds yeah. bad. Oh, so, Sean. Oh, okay. on. <laughs> Disney zoom Sum Festival will launch for Nintendo Switch on November 8th in the Americas oh, in God? Europe. One month following its October 10th release in Japan. Publisher Bandai Namco announced that oh, this game looks fun. My name is
4: some
0: of those little Tsum This game looks fun. It's, 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 it's the... Uh, The puzzle game, if I'm not mistaken, I didn't look that up, but I think if I remember when it was announced, it's like a puzzle type game, kind of like Tetris ish. I think I don't remember. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's not new. Super Lucky's Tale will launch for Nintendo Switch worldwide on November 8th. Publisher Playful Studios announced. Definitely worth checking out when it comes out in November. If you've yet to play Super Lucky's Tale on PC or Xbox One. Sequel or no? I think it's an
2: enhanced edition. I think it's like You know how Frank likes his enhanced editions. Well, cause the, the,
4: don't, then you shouldn't call it new. You should call it Super Lucky's Tale <laughs> Deluxe.
0: <laughs> well, I, again, I don't know. Don't I, I don't want to be quoted on that. Uh we can find out. Let's see here. An expanded version of the game titled New Super Lucky's Tale for Nintendo Switch was review. Yeah, it's, so it's an expanded version of Super Lucky's I like, Tale.
1: I really like how upset Frank was
0: about how the the, the name uh, no. did. <laughs> Well then <laughs> don't call did, it you that. Pl- did you play Super Lucky's Tale, Frank? No. Then no, why do you, you care? Play new Super Locke <laughs> <Luggies> now. <laughs> <laughs> it's new regardless, so play the damn yeah. game. It's a collectathon what? and it's awesome. It's a collectathon and it's freaking awesome. Play this game.
2: It's really, really cool. That's all I heard during that whole <laughs> that whole discourse.
0: Koei Tecmo has announced Romance of the Three Kingdoms 14, the latest entry in its popular strategy series for PS4 and PC. Ooh, it could be the latest edition of Weekly Famitsu (laughs) Reveals. It will launch this winter in Japan and early 2020 in the West. I love these games. They're awesome. And I I don't know if you're kidding or not, but these are great games.
2: No, no, I love I love anything that Koei Tecmo puts out. Like, all of those Dynasty Warriors, Romance of the Three Kingdoms, all of them are so good. They are. I don't know. The only thing that usually, sucks about them is usually. they put out these games, and then they have, like, stupid stuff in the game that, like, kind of ruins the taste for me. Like, they have a screenshot of all the characters wearing 1920s suits or something. <laughs> yeah. And I'm yeah. always like what the f is this?
0: I'm always about the this this series man because it's always about that particular time period of Chinese history with like the Han dynasty and you you taking control of Liu Bei and Shao Kahn, and all the, I don't know, all these people.
2: I'm
0: sure that wasn't Shao Kahn, but okay. I know it's not Shao Kahn, but I couldn't think of anyone else's name.
2: <laughs> it's
0: Shaka-Kahn.
2: It's Lu, Shu, and Wei are the three kingdoms. Yeah, it's something like that. Lu
0: Bu, Liu Bei, uh... Joe, ooh, Joe ooh, ain't no joke, dude. No, something like that. I don't know. There's there's some interesting names, but ooh, it's ooh, always ooh, it's always the same characters and it's always good. Like they tell different stories. They tell different sides to the battles that took place during the the, you know, the romance of the three kingdoms period. It's awesome. I freaking love these games.
2: You know what we need to do? And I, and I will come on for this. I will make time for this. We need to do a BG mania with just those awesome guitar tracks for those games they're so good. Just, they're Frank so would good. Love,
0: Frank would love those. I know Frank yes. would love those. So uh, we would. We will have to be
2: like an hour and 50 minutes long. It would be like just be nothing worth it, but though. 10 minute guitar songs. It'd be worth it, though, because it's they're so, so good. good. They're so Make good. It so. Publisher
0: Playdigius and developer Happy Volcano have announced the Almost Gone, a contemporary adventure game coming to Nintendo Switch, PC via Steam, iOS and Android. A release date will be announced at a later date. Trapped between life and death, frightened and alone, you must unravel the dark and poignant truth that led to your fate. Dig beneath the beautifully rendered facades and interiors of an ordinary suburban lifestyle to discover a breathtaking tale crafted by an award-winning author. Piece together this compelling story by revealing objects and memories, decipher these clues and reveal more of the story and its dark secrets from your own home to eerily deserted streets, beautiful apartment blocks to sinister abandoned hospitals. You must search forensically for clues. Each new reveal takes you closer to the life you once had to the people and places that surround you in your seemingly carefree childhood. Why are you here? Why are you trapped? And will you ever get home? Can I play this game now? I want to play this game, too. This looks this this sounds really cool.
4: If you look at the art style, it's all done as like dioramas. Yeah, like you mean, no, this like, looks like, really good like cool. a kid.
0: This looks like really a cool. Paper Mario. Yeah, sort of. Yeah, actually, this looks really cool. Hmm. Well, I want to check this out. Ubisoft China has announced Rabbids adventure party for Nintendo Switch. An official English title and release date are currently unknown. Developed by Ubisoft Chengdu, the four player multiplayer party game sees the rabbits travel back in time to ancient China in a world inspired by Journey to the West.
3: Romance of the Three That's Rabbits. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I hope
0: it comes out here. I don't know if it will because this was announced at like the China Joy thing. And I didn't put a lot of the China Joy announcements in here because a lot of Chinese announcements never make it out of China. This one I think has potential to make it out of China. I hope it does. I want to play this. It sounds cool. IO Interactive is currently working on a new non Hitman related project, according to a no clip documentary published July 29th on the fall and rise of the series. Additionally, the studio confirmed plans to release a Hitman 3. This new project, the one that's not Hitman 3, will be the first non-Hitman title from the studio since the release of Canon Lynch 2 Dog Days in August 2010. So it's been a while.
4: It's going to be Canon Lynch 3. <laughs> Probably.
0: <laughs> no, I think that was for uh, Square Enix and Square Enix dropped them. So oh. I don't know that they have. They can do Canon Lynch 3. Maybe they can. I really don't know. Let's talk some sales to close out the weekly wrap up. Nintendo Switch. Nintendo Switch has sold 36.87 million units worldwide as of June 30th, 2019. Nintendo announced in its latest earnings release, a total of 2.13 million Switch hardware and 22.61 million software were sold during the three months ended June 30th. Nintendo also announced that sales for Super Mario Maker 2, which launched on June 28th, have topped 2.42 million as of June 30th. So in three days. Impressive. (laughs) Insane how much that game sold in three days. But the switch is still on fire, man. Thirty six point seven as of June 30th. Obviously, it's higher than that now since we're in August. But we won't know what it's at again until probably October when they release the September financials. So but that's uh, nothing compared to this next one. Correct. Worldwide total shipments for PS4 have reached 100 million. Sony announced its financial results for the three months ended June 30th, 2019. A total of 3.2 million PS4s were shipped during the first quarter of fiscal year 2019, which is equal to the 3.2 million shipped during the same period the previous fiscal year. That's so many freaking units, man. The first, uh, the first, well, not the first, but the latest console to cross 100 million and the first of this generation and the first since the PS2 generation. Because neither the PS3 or the 360 were able to reach 100 million in it's in its generation and the PS4 did it faster. And that's awesome because this generation hasn't even lasted as long as the previous generation yet. It's only been six years, whereas the PS3 360 generation was like seven and a half years. So awesome. Great news. But that music right there means it's time for the new releases for the week of August 5th. But first Metacritic results from the previous week. We did three games last week. We started out with the Blackout Club. I said 80, Frank, you said 91. Sean said 72, Kyle said 74. Eight reviews on the PS4 version. 70 is the official Metacritic. Sean is closest with his 72. You're dang right he is. (laughs) Madden NFL 20 is next. I said 78. Frank, you said 83. Sean said 82. Kyle said 85. 11 reviews on PS4, 75. The official Metacritic, I was closest with my 78. Uh, The last game we did was The Church in the Darkness. I said 84, Frank said 84, Sean said 88. Kyle said 83. Not many reviews as a time of recording, only four reviews for the PS4 version, but it isn't doing well. 55, the official Metacritic. (laughs) Kyle closest with his low of 83, which means right now we have a three-way tie. Brings us to the price is right rule, but all three of us went over. So we have to see who was closest. And that, my friend, was Sean. Closest by going over with two oh, points. Man, with his me. seventy-two. Yeah. <laughs> wait wait a second. Is this the
3: first time Sean
0: has won? Second time Sean has won. This now brings Sean yeah. to two wins, tying Kyle's two wins, uh just behind Frank with three, and still significantly behind me with seven.
3: I'm winning oh, this week. Congratulations,
2: so Sean! You're the big bad booty duty champion of Level Down Games, and you leveled up to level do. You get to pick the game of the week. Thanks, Sean. Appreciate that. Really to do. level
0: to level do is that like do? <laughs> <a>
2: deep. <laughs> He's a big
4: bad booty duty. I heard that.
0: Yeah, I know. The big the bad big booty bit.
4: duty champion. <laughs>
0: Let's check out these new releases for the week of August 5th. And the first three weeks of August are going to be, for the most part, fairly dead. There's not a whole lot of major things coming out the first three weeks of August. Just wait till that last week of August, though. When we get to August 27th and the 30th, it gets pretty crazy. Last week of August is crazy. But we'll skip over Monday, August 5th, moving on to tomorrow, Tuesday, August 6th. First coming to PC, PS4, Xbox One, Age of Wonders, Planetfall. Emerge from the cosmic dark age of a fallen galactic empire to build a new future for your people. Build your empire with one of six unique factions ranging from the militant vanguard to the dinosaur riding Amazons and the cyborg zombies of the assembly and engage in intense turn-based battles featuring a large cast of factions, customizable units and destructible environments. Because we don't have a lot, Metacritic guesses, please. Okay, let's see here. Let's see. Got a reigning defending champion. And three, two, one, go. It's an 82 from me, a 76 from Sean, an 80 from Frank, and a 70 from Kyle. I did not think I would take the high on that with an 82. Okay. Also releasing tomorrow, Tuesday, August 6th, coming to PC, PS4, Xbox One, Metal Chaos. Or no, not even that. Metal Wolf Chaos XD. Oh, dang. The country is in peril as President Michael Wilson defends the nation against a full-scale rebellion led by Vice President Richard Hawk and the mechanized legions he commands. As the 47th President of the United States, it is your sworn duty to take your country back by any means necessary and end this unjust coup. D- is that coup d'état? Is that how you say that? I think it is. I yes. think that's what I'm saying. Yes. Coup d'état. As you battle in your advanced mech. Mech game. Let's guess on this one. Why not? Metacritic guesses, please. Reveal in three, two, one, go. It's a 70 for me, a 71 from Frank, a 71 from Kyle, and a 50 from Sean okay this game
2: sounds like hot
0: garbage at least myself Frank and Kyle were all in the same thinking that this will be around like a
2: 7 out of 10 but I'm going on the low
0: Sean coming in with a (laughs) 5
2: I rolled a 2 out of 100 and I considered taking that I was like you know what let's just go with it Dice Parser knows what he's doing he's okay
0: I think this was what, what I think is actually crazy about this Metal Wolf Chaos XD. If I'm not mistaken, and I'm looking it up as I talk. I want to say it's from software and it is it's a from software game. Listen, being, the game is a joke, by that's why it has
2: the XD in the title. It's a smiley face with two eyes going. I can't believe we're putting this game out like it's not but a it's, good game sounding. But it's, but it it's from horrible. software
0: and they made great games. So I, I don't know that this is going to be terrible. It's probably not something that I would want to play. But I don't know that it's going to be a 50.
2: (laughs) I'm going right down the middle, baby. Splitting it between the uprights.
0: All right. All right. Moving on to Wednesday, August 7th, coming to Nintendo Switch, PS4, Xbox One. Damsel. Cause distress in this fast-paced, challenging action platformer speed through dozens of missions as Special Agent Damsel, the first and last line of defense against the seedy world of corporate vampires. Rescue hostages, disarm bombs, hack servers, and dispatch the undead with precision speed and style. Balance uh, frantic action with split second choices and pay attention, you never know where the next vamp will come from. Enter a fully realized comic book world and help Damsel take on Red Mist, the powerful vampire corporation that's adding a new and illegal ingredient to their popular vampire drink. True blood. I was kidding. Uncover the secrets of the new recipe and stop the corporation from achieving their ultimate plan, the total dominance of vampires on Earth. Metacritic guesses on this one, please. Reveal in three, two, one, go. To 74 from me, a 79 from Frank, a 71 from Kyle, and a 78 from Sean. All right in the same area. This game looks fun. We actually got a code for this one, so hopefully we'll have a review up for it soon. Uh, it looks Ooh, like a lot of fun. This looks like a lot of fun. I saw it being compared to Super Meat Boy, and I was surprised that Kyle didn't jump all over it when he heard that. <laughs> yeah, and and I'm, I,
1: I just don't have the time right now, man. The fire emblem and life know, and kids and,
0: you know, vacation. <laughs> yeah, that too. Yeah. Movies and donuts. There you go. There's nothing on Friday, August 9th. Our last game is on Thursday, August 8th this week, coming to Nintendo Switch. It's Pillars of Eternity. Take your party on the ultimate role-playing experience. Pillars of Eternity finally comes to Nintendo Switch. Created by the masters at Obsidian Entertainment, Pillars of Eternity released to critical acclaim and dozens of awards on PC. Now the fantastical world, tactical combat, and unforgettable storyline can be taken anywhere you go. Pillars of Eternity The Complete Edition includes all the additional content from the PC version, including the DLC and expansions. The game has been optimized to play comfortably in front of your TV with controllers or in handheld mode. Easily navigate the game's detailed character creation real time with pause combat and party Management thanks to thoughtful updates to UI and controls. Gather your party, venture forth, and embrace adventure as you delve into a realm of wonder, nostalgia, and the excitement of classic RPGs, with obsidians, pillars of eternity. I love this game. I think this, this is great. This is an awesome game for Switch. Yeah. I think this will do well. I would
4: well. say
2: so. I think this
0: will do well. Metacritic guesses. No. Pick of the week, though. I'm- i the hot of Sean, pick of the pick week Pick of the though. week is
2: Better Wolf Chaos XT. Yeah, yeah. Just kidding, boyos. It's Damsel and I mean it. OK, Damsel is a good pick oh. for this week. I think Damsel
0: is a great pick for this week. Probably the only game that I'm actually interested in this week in terms of playing. Now, I've played Pillars of Eternity in, in the past and I'm not interested in doing it again. But Damsel, I want to check out. That looks good. Pick of the week this week, according to Sean, is Damsel. But I quickly want to talk about LevelDoneGames.com. If you're unfamiliar, we do more than just audio podcasts. So much more. All of our content can be found on our main home of the internet, including new weekly episodes of both Max Level and BG Mania, alongside reviews for the newest released games and accessories. And soon, news pieces will be returning to our outlet as we move into a period where we'll have the time to do so. See, what you're not hearing when I actually put this together is Sean actually put some elevator music in the background for me. <laughs> so, some please, nice music. <laughs> so please, if you aren't a regular visitor of leveledongames.com, consider bookmarking it and checking it out every so often. Is that from Animal Crossing? It really mean a lot to all of us and help us out so much podcast or is it from The Sims Podcasts, of course, can always be found on your favorite podcast app of choice every Monday morning for Max Level and every Wednesday morning for BG Mania.
2: It was uh, Jurassic Park, the elevator scene. Oh, okay. It kind of sounded from like Sims music Nintendo. a little bit, actually. Kinda yeah, it was like good, right? Music. Yeah, it's not bad, I actually. I appreciate that. I put
0: some thought into that for you. Elevator music coming to a BG Mania episode near you. <laughs> <laughs> that would be an awesome BG Mania episode. Just
1: boring music from games. <laughs> yeah, boring <laughs> song.
2: The beauty of that music is like that's the oh crap I'm finally safe music like you get in the elevator and you don't get out until you want to in in Jurassic Park so it's kind of nice. Let's talk about Gamescom. I don't know Gamescom. I don't know. I I have no idea. But let's talk about Gamescom 2019.
0: Normally in August before you two joined the show, Frank and I would sit down and we would pick predictions or we would come up with just like E3. I kind of want to move away from all the predictions we used to do on the show. I like doing predictions at a couple times throughout the year. I think we'll keep doing it for E3. We'll keep doing it for probably like one other, you know, the beginning of the year for like our looking into the crystal ball for the upcoming year. That's always fun to do. But I want to do something a little bit different for some of these other shows. So I came up with a game to play for Gamescom. And like I said, I was going to do this next week, but because it's going to be just Sean and myself, I wanted to do it when all four of us are here because I think it'll be more fun to do so. So yeah, 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 I oh, said, that. Don't, don't tell me. Is this Brian's Believe It or Not? Um, no, is it? It, is not. Huh? it is not. It is not. It is not Brian's Believe It or Not. But it's uh, similar, I guess. Uh, I guess it's similar to that. And I don't know what we'll call this game. Maybe we'll think of something after the fact. We can call it uh, 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 Keeper Switch. I don't know. Something similar to that. Uh, pending title, pending name. I have no idea. But what I did I sat down and I made six cards and I had them in front of me. Each card has a letter on the back. A, B, C, D, E, F. On the other side, I wrote down predictions. One prediction per card. The two of them, not the two of you, the three of you get two picks each. So we'll actually roll dice here in the the chat in a second. We'll roll a, a D10 or something or whatever we roll and we'll determine an order. The first person will select a card again. A, B, C, D, E, F. I'll read you the prediction I wrote on the back of that card. It is then your job to keep my prediction as your own prediction or change my prediction to something that is unique to you. If you keep my prediction and it comes true, we both get a point. If you Mm -hmm. change my prediction, I do not get that point. And if you are right, you get two points. Ooh, I like it. Because again, each card is worth two points, whether it's me and you or just you by yourself. Let's see who has okay. the most points after Gamescom by doing this. Will you get a point if we change it and you're right? No, because you change my prediction. You've erased my prediction. It goes snap. So I, if only if only we could erase Brian from existence, would be fine. I, I only Ooh. get a point if you keep my prediction. So I'm at a disadvantage. Okay. But, OK, but I try. But I tried to come up with six predictions that are worth keeping that you may not want to change because I'm trying to get the most amount of points. Well then let's do it.
4: Let's have fun.
0: So, so let's roll a 13-sided die. Okay, so roll a D thirteen. Is there even such thing as a D thirteen? No. Is, is there not, it's an impossible shape. But you can everyone roll everyone roll. But you can roll a D thirteen in dice parser. Oh <laughs> uh, balls holler
1: hey, Jim, do you, hey, anything roll. you want in dice parser. So we,
0: so we got oh, uh, so we got Frank picking first, Kyle picking second, and Sean picking third. And then we'll go back in that order. Uh, Frank would pick fourth, Kyle fifth, Sean sixth. So, Frank, you get the first choice. A, B, C, D, E, F.
4: I am going to say a sentence that Brian says all the time.
0: Brian, give me the D. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Okie (laughs) dokie. Your card. Microsoft always has a major presence at Gamescom every year. While I don't expect we'll get much new information in the way of Xbox Scarlet. I do think it's time for the official unveil after 2017's brief announcement for a game that fans have been waiting for over the past two years. Age of Empires 4. We'll get our first in-depth look at the game and potentially even a release window. If this doesn't happen here, it's for sure happening at X019 in November. Do you want to keep that or do you want to change it?
4: I actually like that, believe it or not. Uh, damn
0: it, I'll talk you with you. All right, Frank, keep all right. So if that's right, we'll each get a point. If uh, if it's wrong, we don't obviously get a point at all. Who is next, Kyle? A, B, C, E, F. You know, Brian. <laughs> what's up, girl? <laughs> <laughs>
3: I don't know. <laughs> Look, <laughs> it's a player boy. named Gus. <laughs> you He's got an F. An F. He so. wants to F.
0: You want to F? OK, I like effing. F F. For my only new game announcement prediction for Gamescom 2019, I'm basing this off a recent trademark in Japan from Sega. Knight's Dream Wheel was trademarked by Sega Japan at the end of July. I'm going to say this is now a new collaboration title with Google and will be released as a timed exclusive for Stadia to try and get some hardcore fans on board with a new Knights into Dreams game.
1: As in, okay, so you were saying this is your only not your only game reveal, not the only game reveal that's going to happen. Uh, potentially, yeah, but it's my only
0: prediction that is a new game announcement. And who, and who trademarked it? Sega. I don't know if you ever played Nights into Dreams. Fantastic game, but this would be a potential sequel to that. And you're if, saying it's, that if it's, it's real. That it's a Stadia exclusive. Correct. A collaboration title with Google to drive potential hardcore fans on board with Stadia. Nope. Switch exclusive. Kyle change. And you're going to, so you're actually going to keep nights and you're going to keep the nights part, but you just don't think it'll be exclusive. Yes. Correct. Okay. Cause you can change the prediction to anything you want. I will say, I will say that. It's, <laughs> I will say that. Okay. I changed the prediction. You are you, you can change any, you can change everything about this.
1: No, 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 no. Let's, uh, no, let's keep it because that sounds, that sounds legit. And I actually saw that trademark thing. Um, okay. let's, let's keep that, but I don't think it's going to be a, a Stadia exclusive. I'm going to say it's a Switch
0: exclusive. Let's say that. Okay. Okay. So you're just switching the stadia. Okay. Switch. I like that. Switch exclusive. Okay. I contemplated going for Switch exclusive for my prediction, but I thought it would make more sense for potentially Google to try to fund this to try to get some people on board. So I like that. So you'll keep the Night's Dream Wheel prediction, but just change the exclusive console. I like that. Sean, A, B, C, or E? Let's go with B. B. Square Enix concluded their E3 2019 press conference with a look at next year's Marvel Avengers, and a majority of us here at Lebanon Games were pretty excited. Gamescom is the next time I expect to see the game, and I'm fully expecting it to be a gameplay blowout with Crystal Dynamics showcasing just how the game is going to work. Don't be surprised to see them take shots at EA and Bioware for Anthem and maybe even some Destiny 2 inspired jokes as well. After all is said and done after Gamescom, Those who were unsure on the game will walk away severely impressed.
3: Know your role and shut your mouth
2: because the people's champ is ready to talk. You're dang right. And you know what? I like this prediction so much that I'm going to keep it.
0: It's actually, that's actually, uh, I I fairly like going back to some of the E3 predictions. That's the actual Sean prediction right there.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Um, See, we're there. We're there together. We're like two boys drinking out of the same cup. Yes. Two yes, two commies. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Quality content. Let's move on and forget about this. All right. So uh I
3: actually right.
0: do think that uh that is I don't know, man. I, I'm hoping that that's the case because there were a lot of people that were unsure. Kyle, being one of them, was unsure on Marvel. Still kind Avengers. Of unsure, not gonna lie. Still kind of yeah. unsure. So I was actually when I wrote this prediction, thinking of putting that Kyle would be severely impressed, but I wanted to say uh-huh. those who were unsure, just in case Kyle's not severely impressed.
2: <laughs> I, you know, I, I almost wanted to change it and say that they were going to reveal more playable characters, but I decided that it's I too thought, early on I for
3: thought, that. I
0: thought about that as well, but I agree that I think it's too early. I think we'll see that maybe later in the year, as because you know the game is what April or May of May. It's May of next year. So we could see yeah. that at, at GDC event or something like in, in springtime next year. Like they have plenty that of time. To it, it's, it's the
4: one that uh, just deep up. Oh, at, D23? Uh, D23 That's like, the, isn't that
1: in the? Isn't that in like January it's or something? May? I thought it was in May. I have I, we
0: clearly have no idea. I'll, I'll fact check. Yeah, it. me neither. <laughs> Hold on, let me see D23. But that might be a good place to do it as well. You're right. Let's find out so when D23 that is. 23
2: is August 23rd through 25th, 2019. Also, oh, it's
0: So I don't think it'll be there either because that's the same time as Gamescom. Frank, we have three left A, C, and E. Ooh, ace. Let's go with A. You're going to go A. We know PlayStation is attending Gamescom 2019 this year. Well, I don't expect to hear anything about the PS5 until the until they decide to hold their own dedicated event either later this year or early next year. I do think it's time we hear something about an upcoming release on PS4. While I'm still under the mindset that The Last of Us Part 2 is going to be the swan song for PS4 in summer 2020, I think Sony will utilize this opportunity to announce a spring 2020 release date for Ghost of Tsushima, alongside a brand new trailer that looks better than anything else we have ever seen before on a PS4 system.
4: Damn it, Brian. I want to go for to the two points, but I like that as well. Uh, oh, you son of a gun.
0: <laughs> keep or switch. <laughs> oh, you son- yeah, That's the name of the me. game. That's the name of the game. I'm sorry. <laughs> that name sucks, but uh, I will keep. Okay. Frank keeping. So, uh, I'm, I'm man. I'm, an, I'm, I'm, I'm on a roll to potentially win this game because I've got three keeps so far. I got a, I got two Frank keeps and a Sean keep. Only Kyle's contesting me so far. (laughs) Kyle All right, I'm taking I'm taking C C taking C. All right. You are sticking with my Google stuff then. Because, see, Google will do a surprise Stadia Connect sometime around Gamescom 2019 with more information on November's Google Stadia launch. I think this is the perfect opportunity to announce the actual date we'll be able to get our hands on the service while also announcing a few other games to entice people to continue signing up for the Founders Edition since the backlash has been pretty huge against Google.
1: Switch. I'm going to switch this. You ready for this? Yeah, change it. Google Stadia is going to be conspicuously absent from Gamescom. They're not going to have a press conference. They're not going to show anything new about Google Stadia. It will not appear at Gamescom. Which will only add fuel to the fire that they
0: don't know what they're doing. Exactly. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I like it. I like it. Contesting me. You have the potential to win this game with your two switches because you could get a total of four points. (laughs) (laughs) Got to go for the points, bud. Got to go for the win, which means Sean as the last person. You get my number E and I'm calling it number E because I said it wrong, but I'm sticking with it. Number E. Nintendo is always present at Gamescom. And while they do not ever really announce anything major, they do take the opportunity to sometimes announce new features and showcase new stuff for upcoming games that we already know about. One of the games confirmed to be there this year is The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening. I think we're going to get a sizable look at the dungeon building mechanics that exist as a secondary mode in the game. And I know there were a lot of comparisons drawn to Super Mario Maker after E3, calling it a Zelda maker. But after a presentation at Gamescom, which I think is going to be a treehouse, I think we'll all feel confident it's the early foundation of a true Zelda maker and will be the best mode in Link's Awakening
2: after release. Hmm, this is tough, Oh man. You know what? <sighs> Hold on. I think I'm going to keep it. Uh, Shut your mouth, you thong-wearing fatty. All right, I'm switching change it then. Again, it. you it. Right.
0: You can switch it to anything else you want. It doesn't even have to be a Nintendo prediction. It I'm can gonna, be. it. can it. be uh, Frank shows up at Gamescom dressed as a luchador and sits on everybody if you wanted to. I don't know. That is not a prediction.
4: That is a promise. That is, yeah, a, sp- he's, that he's is told a spoiler. Me that. He's had his tickets for
0: months.
2: <laughs> I am going to predict that Nintendo actually does not heavily focus on The Link's Awakening. Okay. I am gonna predict that they do a update on Luigi's Mansion Three. Okay. So big update on Luigi's Mansion Three. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We
0: will see. So to reiterate. Frank is keeping my PlayStation prediction about Ghost of Tsushima announcing a spring 2020 release date. And Frank is also keeping my prediction on Age of Empires 4 being officially, officially unveiled after the quick teaser trailer we got like two and a half years ago. Kyle changed both of mine. Kyle thinks that Google Stadia will be conspicuously absent from Gamescom and that Knight's Dream Wheel or whatever they end up calling this trademarked game, whether it will definitely be a new Knight's game, doesn't necessarily have to have that name just because that's what was trademarked, will be a Nintendo Switch exclusive instead of what I said, a Google Stadia exclusive. And then Sean kept my Square Enix prediction about Marvel's Avengers, saying that we would have a big gameplay blowout on that game and that. Most people who were unsure on the game will walk away severely impressed and changed my Nintendo prediction. Instead of Link's Awakening, they will focus heavily on Luigi's Mansion 3.
3: That was a good one. Yeah, I beat you on that one, man.
0: (laughs) That was our uh, little Gamescom game. Like I said, I want to do stuff like that instead of just sitting down and predictions all the time. Things that we can make fun. Yeah, that's fun. I like that a lot. Yeah, good times. I like to have fun. I'll probably utilize that again in the future. I, I don't see why not. I, 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 I think that there's an EA press conference at Gamescom. I think I know for a fact there's a Microsoft press conference at Gamescom. And I know Jeff Keighley is hosting that kickoff event on YouTube for Gamescom. We will have reaction videos for all that stuff on our YouTube channel, Love it on Games, uh, or, or YouTube.com forward slash Love it on Games, and Love it on Games.com for the, uh, the video on demand stuff so whatever happens at gamescom we'll have full coverage on it and i don't think gamescom is going to be a big event this year i think it's going to be a lot smaller than it has been in the past Uh, blizzard pulled out entirely of gamescom this year they're not going at all because they're going to focus on their development stuff and what they're working on usually we get a new blizzard announcement every year at gamescom whether it's like a new diablo or you know warcraft expansion or patch they're not doing anything this year at
2: gamescom they said so
0: surprise new overwatch map <laughs> yeah, I don't even think
2: we we're yeah. gonna get that. I
0: don't even think we we're gonna get that. So,
2: I actually think Apex Legends and EA is gonna be a good one this year. Potentially, I think they're gonna really they're gonna roll out some stuff on Apex.
0: I think that, that we could definitely see some new Apex stuff, but I do know that there will almost assuredly, because it recently leaked, be the new Need for Speed title reveal there. And I didn't put Ooh, that as a prediction yeah. because it's it's so much pretty much as confirmed. But because the game is coming out this year and it hasn't been announced yet. So <laughs> it's got to be now like it's got to be now because I think it's set to come out in November. So no, nope, like
2: no, nope, they're going to delay it. Probably,
0: probably, <laughs> probably. But Gamescom, like I said, it's like three weeks away. So uh, keep it locked here and we'll have full coverage on that as it gets closer to the show. With that music right there means it's time for a little. Oh, yeah. Kickstart my heart. Hope it never stops. I got something good this week. Frank already took a look at it. This is a really good one. And already planned on pledging. I think that Kyle is going to be interested in this, but I also think that Sean is going to be heavily
2: interested in this one as well. I'm a Grinch, man. I don't know. I never really get out. Kingdoms of the Dump. Did you look at it? First of all, you like taking dumps.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I
4: mean, if
0: you really, really look at it, wait wait till you get to hear who's composing this game. (sighs) When it finally comes around to that. It's an SNES styled RPG with platforming elements set in a fantasy world of trash for PC, Mac and Linux. No consoles revealed yet, maybe in the future. Kingdoms of the Dump is a game about a world of trash created by two real life janitors. While designed to evoke the 90s JRPG flavor, the team has incorporated adventure and platforming inspirations as well as modern design innovations to the genre. The King of Garbagia has been trash picked disgraced squire Dustin Binsley is blamed for is blamed for the kidnapping and must embark on a mission to clear his name. Cross the lands of Phil, uncover hidden secrets in the trash, and expose the evil organization trying to destroy the kingdoms of the dump. This is a narrative-based game with a quick-moving story and interesting world. Jumping, climbing, and other on-field skills add to the exploration and navigation. There are no random encounters. Turn-based combat with a tile board grid encouraging pl- placement and movement. Timed hits, whereas you will have to press a key during the peak of attacks animation for a critical strike. So think um, Paper Mario, because that, they, really that has I was going to say Paper Mario has that aspect as well. A uh, quickly toggle between main characters to make use of their field moves. A large Mode 7 inspired world map traveled by land, sea and air. Mode 7, shout out to the old SNES and SNES inspired visual aesthetic and detailed environments and expressive sprites. So the gameplay. Too often RPG environments seem to become mazes of hallways, forked paths and dead ends. The team is aiming to bring some fun to navigating the dungeons and areas themselves with the following elements elevation. You can jump freely up ledges on top of NPCs and over enemies on trampolines and moving platforms. You can fall drop off of things, no paths being blocked by a single rock that your character can easily hop right over. Not only does this add more expressive movement, but allows for all kinds of secrets and fun environmental elements. It's not a full on platformer by any means, but adding a nice bit of verticality gives depth to the level design. Character swapping. Quickly and painlessly toggle between the characters to change who you are controlling on the field. Every character can jump, but each will have their own unique on-field ability that will aid in exploration and navigation. And of course, on-field battles with uh, Scrap, who is Dustin, On the field, you will see a certain glowing trash which Dustin can scrap to collect metals. The metals are a shared resource the entire party can pull from that is used in combat for special skills. No carrying 99 ethers around here. Using Dustin to scrap as you travel through areas will be your primary source for replenishing this pool, but not the only way. The amounts of scrap metals in later areas as you travel through and around the dump may vary, presenting different challenges and force you to change up how you manage your skill uses. Dust and scrap power will also have other on-field uses like breaking open rusty locks and even obliterating pure metal enemies before they can initiate an encounter. You can climb stuff. You can shoot stuff. There's fighting dirty, obviously, because it's trash. You get it? Fighting dirty. Hello. (laughs) Hey. Grid-based combat a little bit, but it's not like, don't think strategy combat, because it's not. Like, it's just moving around on, like, a grid type thing, but it is traditional turn-based, old-school-style old Final Fantasy-type battles. And the characters look awesome, dude. Dustin Binsley, who's a 15-year-old trash can from Tin Alley. He's a trash-born. We got Ratavia, who's a rogue. She's from Ratlanta. <laughs> Welcome to Rat-lanta with Rat-lanta. the <laughs> players play. That's awesome.
3: Rat-lanta.
0: Rat- Ratlanta. We got Walker Jacket, who's 41 years old. He's from Needlepoint. He's a Garmentian. And we have Loot. He <laughs> he's We have Loot, who's from Tabletop, and he's a Woodkin. Cerulean, the Laundry Forest, also a Garmentian. We have Musk, who's uh, from Beetleborn. He's a Bugman. The characters look awesome. I don't know. These characters are freaking, these are great designs.
2: They look great. Yeah. Kingdoms,
0: we have Garbagia, uh, Detergios, which I'm assuming is like detergent. Bagaria, Carpentos, Mamelon. Composer, Bobby Ghostly. Guest composer, William Cage. Should I know them, Frank? Why did you freak stretch, out about that? Stretch goal. Stretch goal. Is there a stretch goal composer somewhere? Yeah, $65,000. Where are the stretch goals? There they are. $65,000. Uh, ah! Hinoki Kakuda! Hinoki Kakuda! Okay! Secret of Mana, baby!
1: <laughs> Brian really likes this game now.
2: Oh man! But, no, I'm mean, not I, telling you. Is all of the 65k goes to Hiroki Kakuta <laughs> for making the
3: track? Brian
0: <laughs> just pledged 65 thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> no man, he's amazing. He's he's also doing. Isn't he doing the uh, soundtrack for Don Thorn? Yes. Yeah, I thought so. Uh, that other Kickstarter game we talked about like last year that still isn't out yet. So it's gonna hit it. It's gonna make it. Actually, there's 11 no. days to go. It's we as the time of recording, 11 days to go. 55000 U.S. dollars pledged of the $60,000 goal. So they're only looking for an additional $5,000 on top of their uh, base goal to get Hidoki Kakuda. And yeah, you're damn right. All $5,000 of that's probably going to him to to help with the soundtrack.
2: And I'm a-okay with it. <laughs>
0: Fantastic, man. He is amazing. He did a great things with Secret of Mana. At $80,000, we'll get the console ports, like Switch. Frank, did you pledge? Not yet, but I think I want to get it at the $5,000 level. <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> well the game
4: doesn't come out till 2022 so they're not gonna take my money right away
0: yeah but yeah, yeah I, the, I got time you can the, say fi- that. the five thousand dollar tier will get you a golden janitor so all the rewards
4: a collector's edition an invitation to one of New Jersey's finest road sites which means we're gonna get to go uh pick up litter uh, and talk about video games how cool is that? hoboken it has to be hoboken it's a freaking trash hole that i use as a term. that's awesome sean i thought that you would super like this game
1: something about this game whether it's the aesthetic or the music or the gameplay i, I maybe it's everything kind of reminds me of wild arms
2: yeah Just little trash. Oh, i wish you wouldn't have said that uh, <laughs> you know looks, i love wild it arms looks
1: and feels and sounds like wild arms
0: but trash Oh my
2: God! man. a good man, I wish It's you supposed to be trash. That. I'm not
0: calling the game trash. Sean, Sean's uh, pledging now. Sean, yeah, you heard the, I heard the typing.
2: Yep. Now yeah, let's see here. Hold on. We just gotta. Let's see. We gotta. Yep. There we go. <laughs> <You> <laughs> no, he was. You he, know, was
0: pull, he was pulling up the Wild Arms theme.
2: I gotta tell you, there ain't nothing like walking around in a forgotten wasteland, trying to figure out the secrets of the world, save it from unknown entities coming in. Oh, it's good. But. Alas, I am not going to be funding this project right now. I can't. It's two years down the line. What am I going to do? Three years, It's three years away. Three years, yeah. Like, by the time this game comes out, I I, I might not even have a PC. I might just be a console guy. I don't know. Like, that's so uh, far away. Sean,
4: Sean, Sean. Just spend the money and get the collector's edition. It'll come out on the Super Nintendo cartridge.
2: I don't even own a Super Nintendo anymore. My C-Star has it in Las Vegas.
4: Okay, so you go to Las Vegas and you smack her.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> you
2: did it. You know what? I, the game looks great. The only problem with Kickstarters is like, okay. This is why I I am not good for this show. I think that these games are would be hot right now, but they're not right now. They're like 3 years from now. And in three years, am I still going to be as interested as I am now? I don't know. Hell yeah, man. This looks great. I guess. I mean, it looks dope now, but future Sean doesn't think so yet. Well, future Sean sucks. Yeah, God, that's true. I've been true. that for years, man. Future Sean <laughs> is amazing.
0: <Yeah>. Current, <laughs> current Sean ain't much better. B.
2: No, oh, what? The shot oh. that, that
0: exists 10 seconds from now is not much better. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you guys. You sons of bees. <laughs> Kingdoms of the Dump, though, looks fantastic. Uh Kyle, even, obviously, somewhat interested in this, I'm, I'm assuming, right? Definitely, yeah. That's a that Kyle awesome. game. Yeah. Because yeah. I know you weren't, like, a huge fan of a lot of JRPGs back in the day, but... This looks, I mean, Super incredible. Nintendo, Game
1: Boy, you know, PlayStation era. I played a lot of them. You know, the, Did you? The, like I said, Wild Arms, Chrono Trigger, you know, the uh, Super Mario RPG. I've played a, a lot of a lot of the old Final Fantasies.
0: And this is everything of that wrapped up into a game about trash. And, and it's awesome. Dump, yeah. <laughs> I love it. And obviously, you know, Hidoki Kakuda at 65,000, making some excellent music for the game. I when you said when you said the composer, I was like looking at. I was like Bobby Gas, Bobby Ghostly. I, I, I knew you didn't look down
4: deep enough. I was like, oh, when yeah. he sees this, he's gonna lose it. Okay, yeah. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad you just you noticed it live because your emotion was real.
0: Yeah, yeah, I don't, I, that was st- good. I still don't know who Bobby Ghostly is. Uh, do doing a quick Google the search, the
4: great, the great Bobby Ghostly. Doing
0: a quick Google search brings up
2: Bobby Friend Singer show, from Bobby from, Ghostly. Uh,
0: from supernatural, right that's not now. even the same person. So
2: I'll tell you right now, Bobby Ghostly—he is legit. He is—I don't even know what you're talking about. He's the man. That's right, Rick. He sure is. Woo. Is that like—is um, that like Billy Butcher from
0: Hocus Pocus? What you know? Actually, Billy, Bill Billy Butcher Menler
2: movie. Billy Butcher like, from the kid us? that eats the cake from Matilda.
0: I don't know. Uh-huh. William Cage it's is the other crappity. composer on the game, yeah. and uh, I, I'm familiar with him because he actually does like new SNES music in the style of old games. So he, yeah, he's, uh, he's yeah. actually one of those like remixers and OC composers that that, that does interesting things uh, on YouTube. But Bobby Ghostly, I'm not sure who that is. Yeah, not I sure. don't know. I don't know. But, but pledge to it. Check it out. Kickstarter.com. It's called Kingdoms of the Dump. That sound right there. That sound right there means we have slipped into the bonus stage.
2: hey yo, hey yo, hey yo <laughs> hey mm, Let's get it. For newcomers,
0: what the bonus stage consists of is a series of five questions. Whomever is the first to shout out their name and then deliver the correct answer within three seconds gets the point. If you guess and get it wrong, the others have a chance to answer once. If everyone is incorrect, we move on. The person with the most amount of points at the end of bonus stage gets to deliver the final address before the outro, remember? Let me finish the question before you shout your name. Are you guys ready? I am ready to dominate. Yep, time to redeem. Let's go, Sean. You already Let's won. It, you already won one thing this week. Are you ready to win two?
2: Let me tell you something, pal. You guys, you guys are not going to beat me. But if you can do it, my hat's off to you, man. <laughs> I, I don't think you can do it. I don't think you can do it. And pal, I'll kiss your boots if you can do it.
0: That's right. What was he stomping on in that one?
2: Oh, that's, uh, that's, or, or is that that's someone the going on? <laughs> yeah. I was, was going to say, or, I thought that was Ric Flair, man, getting all down and dirty. <laughs> hey, he, he's been busy, man. He's been busy. It's hard to even get down.
0: I know. I know. I know. All right. Question number one. Question number one. It's an easy one. This is an easy one. What was the first Nintendo console to lack a launch title that starred Mario as the protagonist? Kyle. Sean. Kyle. Uh, GameCube. What? It is GameCube. It is GameCube.
2: Son of a bit I said it first man. Come on, we're not the Frank problem.
4: We got we got
0: We
2: got the Frank syndrome going on. I said it I, first. <laughs> I legit said it before Kyle's name even came we into gotta the cosmos. Got to replay the tape. Replay Kyle, the tapes, uh, but Frank Frank <laughs> actually bullshit, heard
0: Frank actually heard Kyle first too. So <laughs> Yeah man, I don't know. It's, it must be something with the way Discord is, but uh, on, on the recording, Kyle came through first. Super Mario Sunshine wouldn't release until the following year after the GameCube's launch, by the way. Games rigged. <laughs> one, one OK, Frank. Uh, uh, one, wow. Uh, wow. <laughs> one point to Kyle. <laughs> Question number two. What was the first video game console to feature wireless controllers? Kyle. Sean, Kyle. What the? F- Nintendo, uh, uh, Microsoft Xbox. No, Sean. Frank. Sean's GameCube. Sean said his name. It is not GameCube as well. Frank. Dang it. The Sega Genesis. Ooh, good guess, but no. I'm right. No, you're not. Way, <laughs> way, way earlier than that. What is it? The Atari 2600. Really? Oh, Gosh, what? Wow. The Atari CX-42 joystick controllers used radio waves to transmit information, and they How released cool for sale in
4: 1983. How cool is that!
0: Wow. Yep, yep. Yeah. So that was the first video Pretty game console to feature actually. wireless controllers. Question number three. Still one point for Kyle. Due to South Korea, I did everything based on consoles this week. Due to South Korea banning Japanese cultural imports at the end of World War II, Nintendo was unable to release the Game Boy in South Korea. Instead, it was distributed locally by a South Korean company and renamed the Mini Comboy. Which company distributed the console for Nintendo? Kyle. Kyle. Panasonic. It is not Panasonic. That is a it. Guess. Frank. Frank. Coleco. It is not Coleco. Sean. Sean. Sony. Sony's Japanese. I mean,
2: <laughs> Mitsubishi. I don't know. That's For Japanese no. too, you fool. Uh, oh, okay, okay, okay. Hang on, hang on.
3: <laughs> what? What? <laughs> what? The
2: answer uh, is Samsung.
0: Okay. The answer is the answer is not Samsung. Uh, the answer is Hyundai. Wow. Okay. Who are yeah, still yeah. out there making automobiles
1: to this day? To be fair, Panasonic is Japanese too.
0: <laughs> I think, think Coleco is too, isn't it? Uh, I think Calico probably is Japanese. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. Uh, the only other one that maybe would have made sense would have been. I, I think Samsung is definitely Korean. Yeah, Samsung's Korean. Samsung's
1: Korean. Yeah.
0: I think I saw another question that uh, I think Samsung may have been the one that actually did the master system for Sega in South Korea because and to again, it's all, and to all our Korean fans out there. Annyeong, Hoseo. Yeah. Yeah, we have some uh, Korean K-pop fans that listen to the show. Thanks to Kyle. <laughs> That's true, man. Dude, they come in my stream. Sydney comes yeah. in my stream, starts getting the BTS
1: on there, dude. It's amazing.
0: Sydney comes in. Isn't it called like, I don't know. Yeah, BTS, B2K. BTS, I think, yeah, BTS. B2K. I don't know. <laughs> question number four. Still one point for Kyle. Kyle could win this with one point from the first from the first question that Sean's going to be upset about. my point question number four <laughs> from 1985 until 2015, 19 public schools in the Grand Rapids Public School District in Michigan used a specific game console to control their heating and air conditioning units. Which game console did they use for over 30 years to do this?
4: Frank! 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 Frank. Come on C4! No. Bullshit! Go call that, guys. That's right.
0: Yeah. Oh. uh sean sean i don't even know 85 like Nintendo till 2015 it was not a nintendo frank you were very very close
4: i am very close I mean, Cole- coleco vision
0: what no. is it kyle yes kyle that's a guess kyle, has a guess. <laughs> kyle hasn't said oh, anything man. yet kyle hasn't said um, a damn word yet oh go <laughs> ahead ah
1: boy 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 <laughs> I mean, it's not, it's not true. I, I'll say the NES, but I don't think it's that. It is not the NES. It is
0: the Commodore Amiga.
3: <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh my you're, you're, you're gosh,
4: absolutely yeah, I The, co-
0: the Commodore 64 is, is not the same it's thing def- as the Commodore Amiga. Def-
4: definitely a different thing, but I knew it was a Commodore.
0: Yeah, you were absolutely right with Commodore, but it is the Commodore Amiga. These com- these computer-based consoles featured a 1,200-bit modem and wireless radio signal to toggle, to toggle boilers, fans, and pumps across the school district, which is pretty cool. I actually, watched a whole- I watched a whole news story about that. Like, okay, but I knew it. Yeah, you were close. I- I- you were close. I, I would. I wish I could I'll give dip- the point. I'll take the point more. But I can't give you the point. Still, I'll take it. Still one point for Kyle, who may actually win this week. Question number five. The CPU powering NASA's New Horizons probe is the same CPU that once powered this particular console. Name this console. Frank Sean. Frank. Sega Saturn. No. Sean. That was a good guess.
2: I'm gonna go with Microsoft Xbox. No. All right, here we go. Kyle, we
0: Kyle go. wins, but you get a guess to get two points instead of one. The Sony PlayStation. That is correct. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> two points, boys. The Sony PlayStation is correct. The original uh, Sony PlayStation. Sega Saturn made so much more sense for space. I know it does, but that was a damn good guess. But yeah, the CPU in the PlayStation 1 is the same CPU that is in the New Horizons probe.
3: Get that hilarious. crap out
0: of here. Kyle, though, coming back. Two-point victory this I week on you, bonus stage. I told you.
1: Didn't I tell you? The redemption. Oh, Bringing things back. This, this is the redemption week.
2: Kyle, you level up. You are now the booty daddy champion of level down games. Sean you get to Sean choose the closing have been arguments for the week. I think it should have been a tie. We should be kicking. Another I'm right, congressman. I'm gonna call my representative right now in my district and be like, "Hey, this is an injustice to the American people. It's not right. It's not effing right, man."
0: The first week in a long time, the Frank hasn't won a single thing.
2: I
4: mean, technically, yeah. Yeah. the PlayStation. I mean, technically, the PlayStation and the Sega Saturn use the same CPU. Whatever, I'm not uh, be a jerk. I'll let you. It is, Wait, it's,
0: it's, <laughs> a, it's a different CPU, but it's similar. <laughs> It's a similar, different model, but it is it is a different it is a different CPU. The one that's in the New Horizons probe is identical to the one that's in the PlayStation.
4: I'll let you have it on the typicality. Yeah, yeah,
1: I'll take it. I'll take it it on the typicality. Thank you very much. I'm not too proud about that. Don't worry, Frank's
0: wrong. He's just always trying to find ways to make himself (laughs) sound better. I
4: just wish I'll leave his win, that's
3: all.
0: (laughs) But you do get to deliver the final address
1: before the outro. Sean, do you have it queued up? What do you need, dog? I I hope you got it queued up because what? (laughs) Because because we are we are in day four of the seven days of Lulu. We're coming up on my wife's birthday. We're coming up on my wife's birthday. Her wife. Her birthday is on Tuesday she turns a a beautiful age. I'm not going to say her age on here. It's a it's a wonderful age. Uh but she always we always do the 7 days of Lindsay, the 7 days of Lulu, and uh we're we're on day 4 right now. But I just want to wish her a happy birthday. You know what she is? She's the one behind the scenes that allows me to even do this podcast and allows me to do Streamworks Alliance and everything. She's the one that she's at home with my three freaking children right now who by the way one of them woke up at 3:30 a.m. this morning and has been awake since. Jeez. Yeah, wow. guess guess which one? Gus. No, Gus is a go boy. The the one that's Wesley. two, the crazy one. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah. Wesley, <laughs> the one that peed on my yeah. Switch. Same, same kid. Same kid that peed on my Switch. <laughs> She's, so. She's the one that, that's at home with them right now. She's the one that makes everything that I do uh, even remotely possible. So, hey, shout out to her, man. Happy birthday. Sean,
0: hit the track. I just want to wish you a happy birthday. Her that's birthday beautiful. is Tuesday, happy birthday, babe. Yeah, Tuesday. Yeah, so hers is the sixth. Uh, Jessica is the fourth. So I mean, happy birthday to her as well. You know, right, yeah, happy birthday fourth, to yeah. Jessica, too. Was, Wait, yeah. gonna, gonna my closing comments. Happy birthday, Jessica.
3: I want to use my closing
0: comments. I'm not hijacking it, but I just think it's cool that this episode posts in between their two birthdays. Yeah, that's awesome. They're the silent heroes of this podcast. The silent the silent heroes. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. was on the vocal
1: villain, and and Mr. Bunnysworth. or um, hey, you what's know, his name, Mr. Mr. Butterworth? He's
3: doing okay.
2: He okay.
0: he he used to be a girl, and now he's a boy. You know, we're
2: very it's, progressive. It's
4: 2019.
0: Here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, he was he was always a boy. Okay, true, but true. not yet a woman. But but I but I think he should still be Mrs. Buttersworth, because
1: you know who's to judge? I, I agree. I agree. Sometimes we still refer. You
0: know. Yeah. Sometimes it's you just forget. Sometimes. But you let know. me
2: tell you something. He is just... You're talking about all man. I just can't handle it.
0: <laughs> all right, that is going to do it for this week. We want to thank you for sticking with us and listening to another episode of Max Level made possible by leveldowngames.com. And thanks again to Dance with the Dead for all the awesome music. <laughs> Regardless of the podcast service you're listening through, I should, I wish you would have never found that one. Be sure to yeah, share and the support by leaving a rating in the review, especially if you're listening through Apple Podcasts. We'd also be grateful <laughs> if you could drop on over to our YouTube channel. That's YouTube.com forward slash on Games. Subscribe to us there. And if you haven't already while you're at it, hit up twitch.tv forward slash on Games and click that follow button. We are not live often, but the follows do still help. If you want to follow someone that is live often every Tuesday, every Thursday, and every Saturday or Sunday on a normal week-to-week basis, not this week because he's going out of town, twitch.tv forward slash Bruce underscore deduce. That's B-R-U-C-E underscore D-E-D-E-U-C-E. If you are listening to the show the day it posts on the 5th, he is doing a special Monday stream tonight, though because he's not going to be available the uh, the rest of the week. Are you still doing that? Hope you are. I just yeah, said you were. It'll, so. it'll, be, it'll be a, <laughs> a, money, a money. So it'll be the uh, the day this podcast posts. If you're listening to it the day of, check him out tonight. Twitch.tv again, Bruce underscore deduce. And make sure you follow him as well. Stalking us on social media is perfectly acceptable. Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook will be the place to do so. Check the description box for the appropriate links. Until next week, keep gaining experience until you reach max, 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 max level. Oh. level. We're dueling air horns this
3: week. I said face to face. Yeah. <laughs> what? 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 <laughs> <No, no. laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh yeah!